0: leukemia or some type of bulimia or a great big truck ran her over and chopped off her head I don't want to talk about her someone always asks about her
1: so I tell them all
0: my girlfriend's dead How are you doing, bud? Uh, you know what? Objectively, for the past couple of months, my uh-huh. life has fucking sucked. And I'm not even having a pity party, and this is... No, no, no.
1: We s- did a little therapy on the last one, and now I like that. I, wanna, I want, I want I'm just you gonna, to be able to
0: tell everyone how you're doing. I'm just you know? going to tell the listener right now that I am We got not, sympathetic fans here. Um, I'm just going to tell the listener right now, I'm not in a good mood, and uh, I want to be here, but I don't want to be alive. Okay. So it I'm I'm there's a lot of contradicting feelings happening inside mm-hmm. of me right now. I'm just not that I'm suicidal at all. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not feeling I being be alive. Be. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> like no, no existence right now isn't totally yeah. cool. I feel um, like a, a lot of people feel that way. Oh, so. for sure. So yeah. I'm just gonna go you you're in a good mood. It seems I mean like.
1: objectively as well. You know, yeah. things aren't great. No, things aren't great.
0: <laughs> so maybe we can both agree.
1: Maybe We can both be in a bad mood, today. yeah, I mean you know we we did the last one on election day, and we still don 't know there. the results, um, <laughs> yeah, and here we are weeks later, and I felt like there was one day where things were kind of exciting, and then predictably, um, things have just kind of been uh, in a stalemate, not really well, yeah,
0: old get and, ga- and a mean, contest is it 's not really i mean obviously. it 's not a stalemate, old gas bag is you know like his his contest is not. It's just sad. To to say we still don't know the results is a pretty ridiculous thing, even though we do. Yeah. but I love how they keep
1: counting things and they're like, oh, yeah, we found actually a bunch of votes. They were all Biden.
0: Yeah, damn it! (laughs) But just so the listener knows, again, like only Antifa leftists listen to this podcast. (laughs) Hopefully, just like Cam and I. Oh, big Um, time!
1: Antifa's. We go to our Antifa meetings. They're held at where would where where are they? They're held held in the library.
0: No, they're held at the the former AA spot on Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park. Yeah, not AA anymore because all those people went back to drinking. Right, so. They didn't have anyone to fill the space, so now it's our <laughs> Antifa leftist meetings. Yeah. But if it's still AA, it's just Antifa. Exactly. Antifa. <laughs> God damn, that's good. Um, for everyone who's listening, obviously we all know this. But if this string of recounts happens, and for some reason, old fucking dump comes out ahead, we're all going. We're all going to DC, right? DC, yeah. I mean, it's a revolution, right? We're I all mean, hitting yeah,
1: the streets. There's really no option. But there's I no. Mean, o- there'll be plenty of people to just pull them out. I'm actually looking forward to a live. Um, not looking forward to. I, I, I shouldn't ever use that term ever again. And
0: yeah, what's the point?
1: I'm just. I I anticipate seeing a live, hopefully on air, drag out.
0: Oh, that'd be so nice. Oh, wouldn't that be good? Like It'll your drunk out? friend from the bar yeah, who's totally. just like been embarrassing finally, you all, like all night. Secret yeah.
1: service members that have been wanting to turn for 4 years for so long. Get the go ahead right. and they just drag his fat ass out of. Oh it.
0: god, I'd love to see that. Also, I'm I'm very excited to see him lose again. Oh yeah, and well, again, he's and lost again, so, again, many, again. Times. He's lost so many times. It's getting boring. The Confederates too. The Confederates keep losing. I like it's the first time though
1: that I've enjoyed going to his Twitter because uh, Twitter is making sure that there's no um, they're being responsible, unlike, unlike Facebook. Right. Yeah, and they they put a a little exclamation point if what he's yeah. saying is not
0: true, not at all true. And
1: so it's so funny. He's like, I won the election, and there's a little eye. It says, and you click on the eye, and it says Joe Biden, projected winner <laughs> of the or the forty sixth president, and it's just so much fun. And he's like, election fraud. Little eye, you click on it, election fraud is extremely rare in America. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is good. This is
0: fun to watch. It's, I mean, it's sad. Also but. sad that we can only talk about in politics these days. I know. Well But we have plenty of other things to talk about today. Not only do we have some goat worthy tunes, yeah. but as you warned, I don't even want to say informed, as you warned the listener mm-hmm. last episode oh, yeah. of our list this week. So excited. I couldn't I, be more excited. This is this is I'm too excited. You're too excited. And <laughs> This is I love being in a bad mood during this list because this is your list. This is your baby. This is this is what you've been looking forward to all year, and arguably why you even rebooted this podcast. I didn't think about this
1: list till a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. right? I don't fucking no, 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 no. It's the top ten best pop punk songs of all time. Of all time, and I'm I'm so excited because, um, I mean you you your list I've seen. I've seen your list. Right, we shared for the first time. We right. shared each other's list uh, beforehand, so we could get make glad, sure we have talking points on all you these. Sh-
0: I'm glad you showed me yours before I showed you mine. If right, you know what I
1: I, mean. I was after I showed you yours. There was like a 24 hour period before you showed me mine, and I was. I was on pins and needles, I got to say. As soon as I got it, I'm like, let's get in here. And even Jess was like, let me see Al's. Let me see Al's. And I'm like, don't look at it all. We're going to listen to it. And she's like, no, let me look at it. I want to see what's number one.
0: Well, there's plenty of cringeworthy things on that list. And there's plenty of cringeworthy things on your list. (laughs) Um, But cringeworthy for different reasons. And I can't wait to get into that. Also, today is a very special occurrence of Listomania. Because for the first time, what do we have, Cam? We...
1: We have a winner and a loser. Damn, of this dude! Just the to up
0: the, the up friction, the baby. Yeah. I mean, things are—you <laughs> guys have heard me plenty of times here on this podcast have a damn near meltdown, right? Um, and Cam did this specifically. Cam, he set me up. This is a fucking I didn't setup. set... I did not... No,
1: I made the list... You okay, set me up! This is how you know it's fair. Okay, this is what happened, all right? I thought... Me and my wife thought, wouldn't it be funny if there was a point system awarded to certain aspects of each tune on your list? Like, I'll get into them when we get to the list, but here, yeah. for example, if it's a California band, plus one points. If it's a Florida band, minus one oh, points. Oh, shit. You know? So little things like that. You get different score points, and then, you know, I thought if I come up with the terms for the points... It'll be cheating because I could yeah, skew towards my songs. Right. So I'm like, I can't do it. So even I if you did it subconsciously.
0: Yeah. You would have done it even if you yeah, didn't totally, try to yeah, do it. So course. you asked Bunny, and, and Bunny was sweet enough to. Yes. Yeah,
1: she made up a point system of. Uh, up to plus three and down to minus three, different categories. I believe there's 14 in total categories that'll go through.
2: 14?
1: Yeah, you can lose some serious points or gain a lot of points depending on your song. It's a big fucking deal.
0: You know what we should do? Whoever loses should contest the results. (laughs) It feels like it's all... Stop (laughs) the Stop stop the steal. I definitely yelled (laughs) that at her while she was tallying for sure. (laughs) Stop the count. Uh, How exciting is this?
1: The thing I know, the only thing she told me which isn't too much of a spoiler, is that there is a clear winner, but neither of us come, in, come out with positive points. <laughs> Holy shit. That there, is a huge spoiler alert. I mean, I don't know how negative we go. How but did that happen? I guess we are got all a-
0: of our bands secretly from Florida. I'll
1: tell you what really happened. There's a plus three. You get plus three points if the band has called it. Right. If they've decided they are not a band anymore. You get
0: minus 3 points if they're, if they're still, still playing. playing. Holy shit.
1: And almost everyone on both of our lists are still playing. There's no
0: way. It's not crazy. Gonna, I want to go ahead and start spouting names and songs right Every now. I'm not going to do Every single one,
1: basically. There There's like two bands on our me? list that are, that have called it quits. They these bands are milking these songs. Wow. Okay, also up.
0: there there are two more important things. Wow, we're really talking about listomania here up front. Yeah. Well, there's so much to it this time. There is. It's very it's a very intricate process. I know I kind of mentioned this yesterday, but I want to bring it up here again. Okay. As each one of us is reading off their list, there's going to be a moment where the other person st- either stops the other person or celebrates the moment because there is a point where you break glass in case of shame and you can call out the other person and, and play you, the song in full to let the listener know how you bad their like taste is. is. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's going to be happening. That's not going to be fun for anyone. No, but because it I, is well-deserved. And I certainly know what song I'm doing for you. Ooh, yes. there's a lot you can choose from. I, there's so much. <laughs> okay. A litany. But, okay, last thing before we get into Goat Worthy. I'm staring at the envelope right now. Neither Cam nor I know who won. No. And Bunny, your wife, your sweet, beautiful wife, of whom I wasn't invited to the wedding, although I'm sure I would have had a great time, um, she was nice ahead? enough to tally, put the results in an envelope. Manila envelope here. Uh, you I'm... can hear it? Oh, yeah. It's oh, like the God, it sounds baby. good. Um, so we're going to be opening that at the end of Listomania and then discussing and contesting.
1: And we'll get some serious punk points. I believe uh, the system... Of the plus and minus, she of course called the Demetric system, uh-huh. which was of course our wedding hashtag. You know, you were there.
0: I was at your wedding. Yeah, thanks
1: for inviting me. I had a great time.
0: <laughs> I actually saw you at the bar before and after your wedding. And do you you're think like, it's
1: easy to get on spots at the wedding. All right, no, I had to, listen, th- but
0: but I said, hey Cam, how you doing? And of course, we didn't know each other as well right. then as we do now. You I mean, think God. I was just inviting people at the bar. You're like, oh, you got to check out my wedding next. I mean, weekend. you knew my name. <laughs> So yeah, seeing you before your wedding, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm about to get married in a few weeks. I'm like, Cool, he's definitely gonna invite me. And then you did not And then I saw you Weddings after, are frustrating, I right. saw you after and you were like, Oh dude, just got married. It was fucking great. I'm like, Yeah, I know. I've been looking at the calendar ever since you <laughs> oh, told me you on. were gonna get married. You're
1: breaking my heart. <laughs> we got some tunes, some goat worthy tunes. We do have some goat worthy tunes. I brought Pop Punk in. You did. Well New okay, I'll get into it when we get to the list. <sighs> I have a certain, I have my own rules to pop punk. You know how you so you, love have, my rules. you
0: have a definition because I it's have been... my definition. Okay,
1: all right, and I I'm gonna go ahead and tell you because okay. I'm gonna get into this later anyway. I think pop punk uh, to me it's the. Uh, Combination of power pop and punk rock.
0: That makes sense. Which is is how it is. Punk started. rock different than punk? Do you? Is no, there punk even rock, more punk like is, subtext no, to that. That's exhausting. It, it is, 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 is already
1: skate punk, hardcore punk, street right, punk, thrash you know, the, punk. Yeah, yeah, thra- yeah like right. all that. So, um, but I believe pop punk was started by the Buzzcocks.
0: I am going to
1: agree with you that. you. Could argue Ramones too. That's,
0: well, not. We should save this for the list. Okay, but, but go ahead and tell me your de- definite. But that was pop your pop punk
1: was alive until September twelfth, two thousand and six. Okay. And anything made in that realm after that is not pop punk. It might sound like pop punk, but the genre was bludgeoned to death. Oh, of course. On September twelfth, two thousand and six, why? What is? By what a band is... called My Chemical Romance oh, with their shit. single You're "Welcome right. to the Black Parade." Guess what? Dude? In which a band strangled and murdered a genre so mercilessly you could hear the and last without breath without joy yeah. you could yeah. hear it slowly being s- squeezed of every last drop right. of fun yeah with that overstuffed Absolutely ridiculous, misguided wreck of a song. I can't stand my chemical Romance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't stand their entire catalog. It is a train
1: wreck of music, all genres. The beginning sounds like Queensryche, and then you just go straight pop punk. The video editing is exhausting. I hate also, that song. the compression the on
0: compression. all of the mix. Like, every single song they put out sounds like it was squeezed to death. Again, exactly. like The Last the fun Gasping of, Breath.
1: This is a fun genre. That's one thing about You're pop right, punk. It, it is. is one of the most um, nonchalant, Almost least political in a lot of ways, and just absolutely about having a good time type. Besides power pop, you know, right? That's it. it and power pop is even sometimes more depressing. And when you get to the lyrics, I mean, Chris Bell from yeah. Big Star wasn't singing about happy things. Oh <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Uh,
1: so I mean, My Chemical Romance just to squeeze any last drop yeah. of fun out of this, and with their mall goth hot topic ass. That was kind of towards
0: the end of Hot Topic culture, too, or at least for our generation. September 12, 2006,
1: that's the end of Pop Punk. Like this band I'm about to play for Goat Worthy, Teenage Halloween. Yeah. They could be called pop punk, but we just don't really say pop punk anymore. Right. <laughs> because, or this is, of course, my definition. There's no we here. It's just me.
0: I don't know. I think I can go ahead and collectively involve myself in that agreement if, as well. Yeah, I think, I it think makes sense. my chemical romance did certainly not only exploit, but uh, contribute ultimately to the demise of the genre. Murder. yeah, Murder. murder. I'm trying to be polite about yeah. it, but yeah. <laughs> no, they strangled it. But, you know, sure.
1: bands like Pop, people still say pop punk. You're right, punk, you know, you're but, right, but, right. But, I I don't know. I just don't say pop punk anymore because
0: because of that. um, I don't think kids do either. Yeah,
1: I don't think the Zoomers are saying pop punk. No, I don't. I don't know. But this is a Zoomer band, and I'm very curious about what they listened to growing up because they're all around 1920, I believe. Right. Uh, I think it's a seven piece, queer positive. Yeah. All uh, very like you know uh, very new age, very accepting band. Which is great
0: about the punk scene, and and that's you know not necessarily that's the one of the thing, only more the real good punk things thing. about the punk scene yeah. is the uh, inclusivity yeah. of everyone. It's always been that way, minus like your fucking skinhead punk. But there's always been like awful, you know. Uh, yeah, in every and every, in every, uh, the, in scene, every genre there's, there's, in every scene, you there's know. your fucking Confederate pricks. Yeah, yeah no matter what.
1: But uh, this album um, by Teenage Halloween I've been listening to a lot, and especially the song Clarity because um, it's kind of a weed-smoking anthem okay, as well as an anti-capitalist song. I mean, those two are synonymous
0: with one another. And so, hand you hand. know, it's
1: just like uh, all this stuff's going on around us. Yeah. And so this song has been like, you know, like sometimes the only solution to all this anxiety and the only thing that's going to give you some clarity is just to fucking get high and forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. like we can't go outside. We can't go hang out with our loved ones or families like just get high and not be able to move on the couch is probably the safest thing for you to do. Yeah. It might be the only way to find a And also a the clarity. funnest thing for you to do. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: So, amen to that. Let's jump into this. What's the band and the song name Teenage
1: Of course, great band name. Teenage, Teenage Halloween. Halloween. What a
0: fucking name. Clarity. Clarity. Mm. Teenage Halloween? I am so excited about the youth today. Like That, that makes me excited. It absolutely. really makes me excited. To, to hear 19 and 20-year-olds, it's just... They're so much cooler than we were in such a different way because times are so accepting now Mm. they're able to really weaponize that acceptance as opposed to when we were that age, it was more of a rebellion Mm. because things were still more accepting than they had ever been at that time when we were that age, but they, they're not as they are now. So having that type of insight and uh, pun intended clarity at that age uh, about what should be the next ushering in of, again, inclusivity, especially within the genre, is so exciting.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing I'm going to get into with the pop punk too, is it wasn't till later that mental health was like addressed in this kind right. of genre's lyrics, and it's kind of more of a last 15 years that that started to even happen. Right. And it's such a positive thing for a lot of bands and a lot of people that have mental issues and anxieties to be hear the hear these songs and just this song's lyrics in particular have been really resonating with me lately just like just a chorus where you're just <laughs> straining for
0: clarity by screaming it like also with, the line in there i grew up with horrible people yeah giving horrible, horrible advice, advice. Um, <laughs> Us all, too. all my ancestors hey, are self-important and, right. burn,
1: and burning might just bring clarity god and also, I love the line towards the second chorus. Um, Can't the human race just burn with the sun? <laughs> That's what I've been thinking, smoking weed on the couch. You also,
0: know? horns.
1: Right, there's a saxophone player in the band, yep. but it's not ska.
0: No, 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 no. Just because okay. you have a horn section feel, doesn't mean uh, okay, it's ska. Okay, thank you. No, no, I no. I feel no, like
1: no. I've been, I love this band, but I have been like putting that defense no, dude. around when I talk about it because I don't want somebody okay. being like, they're kind of ska. I'm I'll like, s- no, 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 hold no, no, hold no on, they're not Scott.
0: First of all, another thing that just killed the horn section. Horns were cool until ska came around. Absolutely. Horns were great. Actually, having a horn section meant that you were like an established group. You know, I feel
1: like we're going to be talking about horns a little bit more as we get into this because there's no way we're making out that out of this list without one of us having a, a little less than Jake, uh, um, sir. <laughs> I'm not saying which who who, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be less than Jake talk, so we're going to talk about horns.
0: Uh, By the time we get to whoever brought in the less than Jake (laughs) selection, that's all we're going to talk about, because that album that this less than Jake song is off of is still one of the greatest albums uh, written and recorded to date.
1: Uh, Which I've re-listened to uh, recently, and the horn parts just absolutely crack me up. They're ridiculous. I mean, they're just... Them and like do you remember the Voodoo Glow Schools?
0: Yeah, of course I remember Voodoo. I, mean, because I don't want I did I just say that so enthusiastically <laughs> into the
1: microphone.
0: <laughs> See, that's why this episode is fucked. Yeah. Like these small things are gonna come out where yeah.
1: Well, I, I when we were doing this list, I had to be cohesive, so I, I found a playlist on Spotify that was Punkarama one through ten. Just oh all wow, around. I miss
0: Punkaramas, by the way.
1: Uh me too. And I was thinking maybe we should even do a future list and maybe next season the of best the best Punkaramas. Because yeah. yeah. I feel
0: like uh, <laughs> you were so happy comprehensive maybe best compilations because i also want to do like give them the boot you yeah i give love them the, boot? give the give boots. boots great 100%. um actually that's what kind of giving hellcat the boot, baby hellcat was
1: an incredible, it was an epitaph it was an epitaph offsuit. yes so like yeah right. it made sense they had all sorts of great comps but yeah listening through this punk rock songs like bands like voodoo glow schools i'm like i know all these songs <laughs> yeah, how? and i know all the it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like just the horn lines are insanity yeah and you just we just accepted that
0: as children, Before we're like, this is tight. Before Ska ruined horns, you were there were only two types of horn people out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, before Ska ruined it. You were either a George Michael uh, George, right. uh, Careless Whisper guy. Big time. Or you're a Jerry Rafferty Baker Street guy.
1: Oh, did they have to be against each other? Yes. I think they can, I mean, you're, you're talking, we're talking Yacht Rock versus, nah, like,
0: we're talking two lead sax lines that are the melodic centerfold. I
1: mean, I almost got to give it to Baker Street
0: because Baker ba- Street no, carries
1: the whole dude. chorus. <laughs> oh, dude, it's incredible. I'm, it a, Jerry, the whole, I'm a
0: Jerry Rafferty fan.
1: Oh, man. You know, we, right. Okay, now we're going to have a Yacht Rock episode so for Fuck sure. yeah, we are, yeah. and
0: right down the line is going to be number one for me. Oh, that's always
1: sailing, Christopher Cross, nah. always number one, and
0: we're, we're going to have to have a winner for that one too. <laughs> Bunny, saddle up!
1: I will be the winner for that one. All right, <laughs> Yacht Rock is, is my bread. Also,
0: and I want to make it known before God, this is a Listomania themed episode today. Yeah, it's almost um, like the f- episode. Oh, yeah, shit, I got to bleep that. <laughs> Fuck! I kind of brought in a pop punk equivalent. I explain you know yourself Although on bl- that one. Bluegrass is certainly the punk of, of, of country, country music, of country western music. Okay, I'll, right? yeah, I'll hear that. Bluegrass is the punk. It's the fastest. It it is the fastest. It's also, you know, as we've talked about in country, country came from a lot of different places. But, right. you know, as we've talked about, the African-American community yeah. basically built country, but you know, from the hills came this like tinny sound of bluegrass that kind of evolved over the years and has inspired a lot of current day mainstream country musicians um actually all country musicians uh, from 50s 60s 70s and on kind of got lost there in the 90s with goth uh, garth brooks and yeah. uh <sighs> cmt yeah era. all of that but i brought in and this has been out for a couple weeks sturgill simpson yeah. is like one of the only good things that's happened to country music in a decade. Right. I have such a
1: country music blind spot, as you know, but I do yeah. know Sturgill. Um, and this comes from his album that came out this year, correct? Yeah, it but came I, out this I have year. not heard it.
0: It's incredible because it's just him. It's a greatest hits record, if you will. But he reimagined all of his back catalog into traditional bluegrass okay. scenarios. Okay. So he went into the butcher shop. He has a cover of, is it Drain You?
2: Um, no, Ner- uh,
0: it's, uh, sorry, it's In Bloom. In Bloom. And that was off of and A Sailor's it's, Guide to Earth. Sorry, I'm such
1: a noob to him, but it's a great I, I, cover. Was, I was blown away when it's I cover. It's a great cover. cover. Oh
0: yeah, it's a, and he did that record with the Dap Kings. Okay, gotcha. Um, and now A Sailor's Guide to Earth was a weird record for him because it got him a Grammy Vietnam for best album of the year and he was up against Beyonce and like all these other people and a lot of people still didn't know who Sturgill Simpson was at that time yeah um and funny enough that year he was busking outside of (laughs) our he bust outside of the CMTs I don't know if he did it at the Grammys because he did perform he's actually he is the outlaw country is such a Unfortunately, that's a term that's been also kicked right. and beaten to death, of especially course. in L.A. Because everyone who has an acoustic guitar in L.A. Yeah, and, and who's listened to Merle, Instagram. thank you, and who's listened to Merle Haggard once, they start an outlaw country band yeah. in L.A. in 2020. It's just like, yeah, come see us at Harvard Stone. Exactly, come <laughs> see us at TG. Um, <laughs> And it's embarrassing because obviously outlaw country was Willie and Waylon and mm-hmm. all those cats, you know, Buck Owens from Bakersfield and like people who were riding country in the sixties and seventies and who were taking country Western traditionally and giving it such an edge, a punk edge, a yeah. true punk edge. Um, so God bless them. And Sturgill is really, they've called him the next Waylon. They've called him outlaw country. They've right. called him so many different things. That doesn't necessarily equate right now because he's a big star. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, I've seen him in movies.
0: Yeah. No, he's a, he was in the last Jarmouche. Yeah. Um, the which, Dead don't Die. yeah, which wasn't, <sighs> wasn't I don't want to, I don't even want to talk about that, but he movie. did. It was cool to have his song as a centerpiece for that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I just had to bring this in because again, life does suck, right. and he's one of my favorites. And this song is one of my favorite songs of his. Again, reimagined in a bluegrass or within the bluegrass genre, um, but it's called "Living the Dream." And yeah. this was off of his best record to date, uh, which was called "Metamodern Sounds and Country Music," which was before the record before "A Sailor's Guide to Earth," um, which was kind of a it was a. It was an indie breakout for him before he went full commercial. Okay, gotcha. The cool thing about Sturgill Simpson, also the infuriating thing, is, uh, "Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music." That record that I'm talking about is one of the greatest country albums ever recorded. As soon as that actually hit in you know places like Pitchfork and right. all these, he like was the getting blogger. rave reviews right. for it because it was the coolest thing, and he wanted heard in country music. I mean, he's talking about drug Mushrooms. music. exactly yeah, yeah. right. Um... Sturgill Simpson hates success so much that after Metamodern came out, he said, "Okay, you guys like this? Fine, I'm never gonna write another country yeah. record ever again." And he hasn't. Like, wow, I he wrote know. a Sailor's Guide to Earth, which. Could have been considered considered country, but it was a soul record. Right. Um, and then he put out Sound and Fury last year, which was just a rock, like a synth rock soundtrack to an anime film. Wow. And then this record that I'm about to play a song off of, it's just which called is... Cutting Grass. <laughs> yeah, I love which that. Which is hilarious, and the cover of him is just of Sturgill on a lawnmower. Right. Um it's a Bluegrass record. It's him realizing what shaped him as a person. So even though Metamodern came out and he's like, oh, you guys like this? Fuck off. You guys get no more country records. Him doing a Bluegrass record is just him paying homage to why he's even in the position that he's in right yeah. now. Um, and that's being so inspired by Bluegrass in his earlier years writing those country records. He only put out two country records before he... Really became a huge country anarchist, which again is the coolest fucking thing ever. I I want another Sturgill Country record, but I would rather him be so impassioned by his own internal trajectory and directory that he can alienate fan bases every record.
1: I know he's kind of somewhat new still, but I mean, the way he as an artist kind of feels already is like a Tom Waits or like. For sure. You know, someone who's more like subverts expectations Mm -hmm. at all times and like has a really dedicated, loyal legacy
0: fan base. Absolutely. And he doesn't give a fuck about anything else, which is, I mean, if I owned Ugg boots and spent $12 on a cup of coffee and owned like a few floppy hats, I would say that he's my spirit animal. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like if I lived in Sunset Junction... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, owned again. Like, if I said, if, if I man. had a Stevie Nicks poster in my bedroom, yeah. I would say that Sturgill Simpson is my spirit animal. Yeah. This song is a cover, a, a cover of a Sturgill Simpson song by Sturgill Simpson. This song is Living the Dream by Sturgill Simpson. <laughs>
3: Super near- but don't come.
0: Instantly oh. in a better, it m- just yeah. like my complete countenance changed. Oh, that felt, yeah, got me up. It gets, it's just, it's uh, God. It's He's and a maybe cream guy.
1: See what's up oh uh, the metaphor with coffee and uh, it's like making like a big making old p-
0: a whole big like making a big old pot of coffee if when you ain't got, got no, no cream, cream. Yeah. i mean
1: that's fine because i i just like sugar but yeah i'm a black guy myself see, so that wouldn't bother yeah. either of no, us. no no no
0: but uh there's a few other lines in that song specifically in that chorus i mean yeah, the whole was- chorus i don't need to change my strings because the dirt don't hurt the way i sing yeah fucking incredible and then following that well i don't have to do a goddamn thing but sit around and wait to die and that's the goddamn truth everybody it's never been more true it's never been more true (laughs) again that was sturgill simpson living the dream that's off of cut and grass which if and i also recommend listening to the original version of that song which was off of metamodern sounds country music He's just a fucking badass. Yeah, if you was, haven't gone down the spiritual rabbit hole, you should. I need to go more deeply into it's it. It's fun, sure. man. I mean, it's he's he's again the only thing that's happened to country in the past decade that has been a redeemer of the genre at large. I love that. Oh, man, that was fun. Thanks for letting me bring that again. I know Thank it's not you. local, and I, I know mean, that's I th- out we about a I mean, I think we need some,
1: because I brought in a pop-punk song, and then the pop-punk list, we need something to break it up a bit, or it'd be exhausting.
0: I wanted to bring it last episode, but Junico put out that song, and yeah. I just could not shit on that Junico tune, because it's so was, good. I mean, so. uh,
1: just before we get into this, anything else
0: recent that's come out that you've been uh, vibing on? Actually, not at all. Yeah? Uh, yeah. It's been hard for me. Actually, this list, this list of mania we're about to get into has been a saving grace because, I yeah, I, I, I even stopped listening to music. Yeah, um,
1: I, I understand that. I, I can't. I, I have to constantly look for something. Yeah, I found something this morning that I, uh, I listened to all morning. What was it? And uh, I think I just got to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, probably may, might bring it for the next episode for Goatworthy, but it's a guy
0: called Petey. Petey? Petey. Just P-E-T-E-Y? P-E-T-E-Y. Petey. It sounds... It sounds like it's It either sa- it sounds like emo. At, you don't know like, what's going on, huh? I, I don't. But it. <laughs> what was the the rapper that just died? Little Pill Popper. Uh, little. What was his name? Uh,
1: Lil' Zanny. Lil, no, not Lil' Zanny. It was a uh, little Peep.
0: Little Peep. Right. Okay, maybe Who the, did
1: have some talent for sure. Little Peep yeah. was pretty amazing.
0: Um, I think I, I just pissed little. off a bunch of our eighteen year old no, listeners uh, no, out there. It
1: was it was funny. <laughs> yeah, Petey, uh, I I I just. From listening to his music, you can tell he's a uh, he's right out of our musician mistakes uh, alternate name, a guy from the Midwest who moved out here in his Honda Civic. Oh, perfect! And, uh, Great to L.A. to be- start a band,
0: and he's doing well.
1: I mean, it's really interesting stuff. It's lyrically focused, okay? Like I like kind of tongue in cheek, yeah. And um, music- <sighs> musically, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. Yet. It's kind of different song to song, but it's just an EP called uh, "Checking Up on Buds." <laughs> I love this guy already. Yeah, uh, and I the, don't
0: I don't care what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm you gonna gotta check up on buds. I'm gonna go ahead and listen to this tonight. Yeah,
1: and he's yeah. he's got like uh kind of just like, you know, that um uh trucker hat, but like bearded, like kinda like a woolly midwestern dude. He's
0: just a normal dude. He's just a dude. Yeah. He's
1: Petey. He's Petey. <laughs> so I've been listening to Petey's EP all morning, Checking cool. Up on Bud, Checking Up on Buds, so that's, which that's is what, what can...
0: we've been doing. I mean, yeah. that's what we should have called this podcast. Checking action. Up on Buds. That's, it's, you're just making – we're making sure that both well, of us are I'd still be alive. Well, now i stealing that, but I mean, <laughs> definitely check
1: that out. I just wanted to plug plug that because I've been listening to it all day. morning.
0: No, I'm glad. I need recommendations now more than ever. I think ever. you'll like Petey. Cool. <laughs> we should get into – well, of course – today's list of
4: mania
0: okay so we should maybe start this i uh i think i have to
1: um no i don't have to open the envelope but i do have no, 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 to no. tell you before we go into it the what the points is what 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 gets you points and what loses But
0: see, then I'm going to know off the bat that I lost.
1: No, you're not. There's too many of them.
0: Are you sure that yes. you don't? Okay, this is how you want to do it. It's, no, nothing, okay. Nothing's right.
1: too hyper-focused. Okay, all right. So the Dimetric system, uh, let's start with uh, the pluses. Okay. Okay, so you get plus three points. This is your highest plus point. Okay. If it was featured in... For pop-punk points. For pop-punk points. Okay if it was featured in a Tony Hawk soundtrack. Oh fuck yeah. Um That's your big one. That's the that I, and let's say why that's a big one because for a lot of boys and girls
0: why didn't I bring in Goldfinger? <laughs> Superman? Oh, I, oh, I, yeah, I listened dude. to it. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Tell you I'm a Superman. Oh, no, man. Trying that to keep sucks. the world on my feet. Dude, I would restart
1: <laughs> when <laughs> to I get, a get that different song. different tune? Yeah. yeah. 100%. God. Same with
0: New Girl. I can't do oh, it. Oh, neither can I. For uh, all the OGers out there who know... Thps one and R- two and this this applies to you know any of them
1: yeah wasteland whatever if you, you get, yeah. if your song's in a tony hawk there's plus three points but i don't yeah, think i have any you do
0: i do yeah you okay do. all right i can't wait did you do you know which one
1: i do just because i know i i know from playing the game that it's in there
0: oh wait i know which one it is yeah. never mind all right. All, like, right all right okay you get plus three for that that's hot plus What's three next?
1: Uh, like I said, plus three, if the band has called it quits. Okay, which apparently
0: none of ours have. Nobody's
1: getting those points. They should call it quits. Though. Plus two, this is your highest comp points, okay. if it's on Lookout Records compilation. Okay. If the song
0: is. I might have one of those. Um, Maybe.
1: Also, plus two, I love this one. This is my favorite one for my wife is that. Plus two for stars. Now, we're talking stars in the lyrics. Stars. Oh, We're okay. talking stars on their album cover stars in their merch if they're a stars band okay and it's insane how many of them are
0: what was the what was travis barker's company famous stars Stars and and stripes stripes yes okay so even so even if you had like a star studded belt any stars will do or a guitar strap any stars will do that's perfect thank you bunny for including that that's fucking genius
1: yeah two points for stars one point for a warp Tour comp. Okay. Because that's still a positive thing. I feel out like there, you and I got
0: some points for that. We had Definitely. to have. Yeah. Uh,
1: plus one for lyrics about a party and or a first date. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you being such a Blink fan, you could bring anything to the table. Yeah, I think there's would.
1: lyrics about both
0: those things in every Blink song.
1: <laughs> I believe there's a Blink song called Party Song and a Blink and song a called First, first Date. date. There is, so, yes, certainly. Uh, like I said, plus one Caliban. Minus one Florida, Florida band. band. Okay, So we're in the minuses. Okay. Minus one for if the band is on drive through.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I yeah, might I have. Don't, uh, I don't know. Actually, I definitely
1: might. <sighs> Minus one for white
0: belt. I'm okay on that one. You're not okay on I, that one. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Minus two for guy liner. You're not okay on that
1: one. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. Minus two for TRL, if the song was on TRL.
0: Fuck, I Total might have. Total request live. I uh, might have one. I know you have one.
1: Yeah, that's going to hurt me, huh? Minus three, like I said, if the band is still playing. Okay. Which almost every song we're going to lose three points right off the bat. That's that.
0: why we both end up in a deficit. <laughs> it's got to be. That's the kicker. Uh, yeah.
1: Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last minus three, the worst point is... This is the other just beautiful one by my wife. If your parents drove you to see that oh, band. Oh, fuck. When you ask, okay, you again,
0: you set me up.
1: That minus three only applies, of course, to your song. Like, you only lose it if if you, yeah. I'm okay, not, well, not going to put that on my song. This isn't
0: this fair. This isn't fair, though. Because, uh, well, how is it not fair? Because if I would have known that this would have been a minus as opposed to a plus, I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have told have, me. I wouldn't have had afforded it. Just for the listener, You, dude, you fucking set me up. You're I did stealing not set the vote. You up. You're I, stealing the vote right now. I am now. not. I want to recount immediately, dude.
1: I lost a lot of minus threes. On that. <laughs> yeah, Are you, you did me. you really gonna As get so after. you got me?
0: you've got a couple of TRLs on there too. Yeah, um, things aren't looking good for me. You just just to clear the air here. Cam texted me yesterday. Yeah, and said, "Hey, Bunny wants to know how many of these shows your parents drove you to." <laughs> And I was thinking, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. Like, I'm obviously <laughs> going to get plus points for this. Well, I wasn't going to tell you, everyone, you lose three points. Like, well, I have. On the Demetric system. I scale. hope she didn't. I hope it didn't multiply because I went to. My parents drove me to see two bands at the same on the same bill that Ain't are that both fuck man <laughs> that's 6 points right they there That could be like 9 or 18 <laughs> like what if what if it's an exponential multiplication oh, because they were shit. on the same bill okay we'll get to that when we get to it but yeah. um, um can we just for a second i just I, I feel like this list is completely out of my wheelhouse okay i understand pop punk is a genre i understand that it's defined by Certain things, as you were kind of giving the it's, the rubric of earlier, well, like, it's massively wide open. It's so from, wide from from light shifts in generation, right, to
1: what the definition is. Like your your songs, your list is definitively pop punk, but it's not how I see my definition of pop punk, and it wouldn't be somebody who's four years older than us it wouldn't be their definition see
0: i feel okay here's where i'm going to piss people off with my list and maybe you can talk about how you might piss some purists off with your list too before we get into it i want to disclaim this so there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of confusion around my list because a lot of people consider these bands that i put on this pop punk list punk Just punk. Period. End of statement. Which I disagree with, and maybe that makes me a purist in that sense, which I don't feel good about because I feel a
1: lot of your bands are training wheels punk.
0: For sure, because I feel like when you hear a punk song, you understand. Easy to listen to. Well, what when you hear a pop punk song, it's easy to listen to. When you hear a punk song, it's not at all. And I don't even want to just talk about studio polish here, but I feel like punk ethos specifically make it difficult to listen to or much more difficult to ingest like you and I were texting kind of halfway jokingly like when a lot of kids were li- getting into pop punk you and I were listening to the exploited sex and violence you yeah. know when we shouldn't have you know we were young as fuck and like that song's kind of ugly and you know like but I consider that a punk song oh yeah the exploited versus, were incredible it, it totally incredible but I got into pop punk after I got into like punk proper.
1: Okay, see I did other way around kind of. Okay. I kind of just dabbled in everything. Everything with a right. fast beat for a long time, you it, know.
0: But by transformation like I heard pop punk that like maybe the first punk album I ever heard was possibly like a Germs record or right. an Agent Orange record or you know like mommy's little monster by social d which was the only punk thing they ever put out i would call that a punk okay i would call that a punk record yeah i'll give you that one okay thanks it's on it's on the fringe (laughs) but like you know two weeks after hearing crass's christ the album i heard dookie by green day yeah so i was really confused and i had a couple of punk sherpas i was really i was like 11 or 12. i had a relatively trusting mother at that time did you think Dookie sounded like these things, or were you like... It
1: was so goddamn close. These Sherpas were like, this isn't cool.
0: No, the Sherpas told me it was punk, but I made my own yeah okay yeah no it was all accepted
1: yeah um because dookie's it, definitely a cornerstone of this conversation for sure and yeah.
0: there are some bands on my list that are definitely not punk especially in my number 10 slot that you're gonna make fun of me for I, <laughs> I already know you are but i heard that record again maybe uh two or three weeks after i heard x's los angeles so like yeah, I, it it was it was a 6 month time where I ingested so many things. Yeah. But it started on the grittier, squattier, gotcha. much like So uh, yeah,
1: basically you're saying a lot of things on my list by the time you heard stuff like that you were like absolutely not.
0: I still liked it. And like
1: you were saying, it's not even pop punk to you. It's just
0: pop. Sometimes it's pop. Yeah, yeah, I still enjoyed all of that stuff, but my skewing of what punk originally was, um, was was just tainted from mm-hmm. the word go because I went more, you know, I heard Minor Threat's Complete Discography right. before I heard... Which I R-
1: heard not till way later.
0: Right. right, so I heard that, and then again, two months later, I heard Rancid's and Out Come the Wolves for the first time. Yeah, so, so backwards. Th- when you're listening to Complete Discography... You literally
1: listen to the album that ripped off the cover afterwards... Instead of exactly, or or I guess mine was backwards because I heard you know rancid first
0: and then found minor threat and I'm like this minor threat cover looks like the rancid cover. (laughs) It was just so weird how that happened to me. Now that doesn't make me any more or less cool, but I think it does. It makes you cooler. See, that's what that's what I disagree about (laughs) on the punk ethos is that punk people, punk purists. No, it doesn't matter how you got there. That's what that's That's true. Like all these, a lot
1: of these songs I'm going to have on my list, which you will definitely make fun of me for because they draw, they kind of draw the line in the sand between pop punk and just straight up guilty pleasure right but you know it's like you know it's it's a means to an end i heard this stuff and it got me into this genre and then i was able to dig deeper and find what it really was about right so thank god for this shit yeah this is one of those rare times where i get to like relish in these stupid songs that i
0: still for sure and i think this list is only upsetting to punk purists. Yeah, it's going to, yeah. I mean,
1: even people that just don't really listen to punk, like I know some of our Patreon members don't even really love punk rock, so they're definitely going to hate a lot of this. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) But there's a lot of stuff on your list that edges more towards the pop and the pop punk, and a lot of stuff on my list that edges towards the more punk and the pop punk. So together they make the perfect band or the perfect list, the the quintessential list. list, But you're going to piss people off who think like, oh, that's not pop punk, that's pop. And I'm going to piss people off where people are going to be like, that's not that's pop, that's punk, <laughs> that's so fucking punk. Like, I, I think I, I, we were joking about this this week, I, and I know she doesn't listen to this podcast, so we don't even have to worry about this, but one of my last ex-girlfriends, uh, we, we we fought about very little. Right. But when she would tell me that Rancid was a hardcore punk band... Ooh. I didn't like we, we fought about that so much, and like I feel like she felt insecure because she thought I was she, or She thought that I thought that she wasn't like edgy, but I never considered rancid hardcore punk, yeah, because it's mean. catchy. And like maybe that's another shitty thing about punk purism where it's like, oh, that's catchy, that's not punk, because a lot of punk, like punk punk, isn't catchy again, no, it's, it's like borderline unlistenable. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> and I mean, when he when you blend that with catchy music like
0: power pop music, exactly. you, get pop punk. you get pop punk. So here we go. Yeah. This list could be called Prepubescent, Palm Mute Paradise. Ooh. <laughs> perhaps. I or it could be called, uh, and this is only funny to musicians, uh, it could be called The Second Guitarist Schechter Special. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> because... Florida uh, bands only. Uh, Florida bands only. If you got a Schecter, especially a Diamond Series 7 string, then Ooh. we've got a fucking problem yeah, here. exactly. Okay, or it could be called, and this is so inappropriate, and maybe you're going to have to end up cutting this out because this is just not an appropriate joke anymore. I have two favorite musician jokes. You want to hear the first one? Yeah. What's God's favorite chord? What? G-Sus. Nice. That's a good Thanks, one. Nice and dude. clean. If you went to Berkeley, you're going to get that one. Yeah. No. Um, or... <laughs> What's a pop punk musician's favorite chord? What's that? A minor. No, i that all appropriate. Okay, number ten is super embarrassing for me. This is a guilty pleasure for me because. And a lot of these groups... I didn't like starting your list with this. I was like, no. oh my God. What the fuck is he doing? Especially this whole like Irish jig mentality. Now this, everybody like, knows who it is. They're like, it's either Flogging Molly, Molly or, or Dropkick drop Murphys. Murphys. No, I hate Flogging Molly. I actually hate Dropkick Murphys, but they had two records that I listened to when I was younger quite a bit, and that's mm-hmm. The Gang's All Here and this record, Do or Die. Right. And this song is Get Up by Dropkick Murphys off of 1998's Do or Die. That was one of those records I heard Three weeks after, you know, hearing fucking Citizen Fish for the first time, yeah. or like, you know, Vice Squad, or Peter the Test. I mean, it's a of commanding movies. voice. I he get does. it. He, like, and this is the less it. jiggy of their tune. It is. Like, there's, there's not a lot of bagpipes. No, going he's on here. not getting jiggy with it here. Um, <laughs> and this, like, it still has a throw your stein in the air and, like, swill some ale on a friend. Okay, so that's embarrassing. I cannot believe that. People know that I actually listen to Dropkick Murphys and maybe still so do. this a is occasion. fun, right? Yeah, this is yet? a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this the other day, too. A lot of people know way too much about us now. Like, Definitely. I feel like I'm going to walk out into public one day and people are going to be like, what's up, Mr. Brightside? I don't be like, oh, fuck, you listen to the Goat Parade because all I talk about is how much I love the killer's hot fuss. Yeah. Okay, well, you now do. you guys know I listen to Dropkick Murphys, or you have. You know, that,
1: that's, that's the thing, too. I do want to, before we go too deep in this, want to say what is not, in my opinion, pop punk. I saw... Uh, hot fuss on a lot of lists when I was looking into this. Killers are like, nowhere near I'm pop. like, this is not pop. That's this, that's, synth, power, that's, that's synth synth rock, power pop. pop. But, uh, yeah,
0: what the fuck? You
1: see, I saw My Own Worst enemy by Lit on every list. And I'm like, that is not pop pop. That is, that is nowhere, alternative oh my, rock. That's
0: just, ass rock as yeah, far as and, I'm concerned. That is
1: not pop pop. That's no. Orange County ass rock. Yeah, no. exactly.
0: So... Before we get too deep into it, a few things that I think pop punk are, which I actually didn't even do a good job on this list. A few of them I did. Um, Palm Mutes, which Mm, is why I said, you know, this could be called. Palm
1: muting just, sorry. No, yeah. Just if we do have pop punk purists out there, I'm sorry. Jimmy World is a blind spot for me. It is a blind spot. I actually
0: almost put put Bleed American on this list. I don't know them
1: well. I know that they're kind of like the most respected pop punk band i
0: want to call them rock dude they're, i don't even they're both
1: but yeah i don't know them well i'm sorry if there's any purists that are like they're
0: not even talking
1: about jimmy <laughs> and i also didn't put jawbreaker on my list because i love jawbreaker i don't consider them punk i don't punk consider almost, them pop their punk, their pop punk pop either. leanings are almost satirical yes um so there will be no jawbreaker yeah just okay. putting those two things out there. Sorry, go
0: ahead. Uh, palm mutes, downstrokes, especially the combination of the two. You know, if you're doing a palm mute downstroke. It's because it's all you can do. It's because do. it's all you can do. Yeah. You ever try to do a palm mute upstroke? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a
1: damn idiot. Yeah, you
0: sound like a fool. Coink!
1: It sounds like that uh, the bad notes on, on Guitar Hero.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Or it sounds like a ska band. <laughs> um, so... Okay, now that we're. roasting we've, them. Yeah, okay, we're getting we get back okay. in the lane, All right? Uh, you're going to love this one. Um, number nine for me is Blink182's Aliens Exist, Woo! track two off of. Track na- three. Track, Sorry, thank you. Track three off of 1999's Enema of the State. My best
4: friend thinks I'm just telling-
1: Besides Dookie and in an earlier version, some Buzzcocks album, one of the most iconic pop punk albums. Absolutely. And And now it's... Finally of age, twenty-one is, years old, oh, dude.
0: Isn't also that? I, I was listening to this again. I wanted to. I, I rarely talk about Blink. You're such a big Blink fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Blink fan in the world. Although, of course, this record at this time changed my life. Yeah, you know, when I heard it. Um, but "Aliens Exist" is a pretty funny song because it's an it's interesting a, one to choose. I really well. Love, I love this song. It's but. a so do I, and it it immediately caught my ear the first time I heard Enema. And isn't it funny that Tom DeLong at that point was trying to force shadow the rest of his life.
1: Absolutely. It just blows my mind. I mean, we weren't listening. No, we, weren't we were just li- like this is cute. He's probably still singing about girls, right?
0: yeah like, no, no he
1: was fucking actually he, talking about aliens yeah Exi- the song's called aliens, aliens exist.
0: exist i mean we should have he heard wasn't t- sugar-coating. he <laughs> no, wasn't it trying wasn't. to put any sheen over why his- was anyone surprised when he started getting into you know otherworldly because the guy explorations from is
1: leading the search for ufos <laughs> because work- 2020 can't get any weirder i mean he's working with the government at this point
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually doing great things He's doing really cool things yeah um, but
1: I hate that Matt what, Skiba plays his, his role. No, I'm sorry. I, 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 no, I can't
0: stand it either. I love. There's al- a list
1: of people that would have done a better job. I'm sorry. I like number one al- on the list, me.
0: Right. You would have been perfect for the role. I like Alkaline Trio. I like Matt Skiba. I don't think that that should have happened. It doesn't um, make any sense it to me. Make- I don't care for it. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-mm. Anyway. We shouldn't. Let's just talk about how great Aliens Exist is. Oh, so good. Okay, number eight. Uh, and this is a band I can't stand. Um, I've, I've listened to quite a few of their albums, Mm -hmm. people, this is one of those, one of those bands that people call punk that make it, it makes me want to throw up into my dick hole and then piss my throw up back out into my mouth. Right. Um, bad religion is not punk to me. Right, yeah. and we, we got to bad religion. It, it, it was inescapable. It was inescapable. But this record, uh, nineteen ninety four, Stranger Than Fiction. Is that your one?
1: I feel like everybody has one bad religion yes. album. Yes, and they Stranger
0: like. Than Fiction to me is I'm a, more of a
1: Suffer. I feel like. But. Okay,
0: I got you. Suffer was an okay record. Yeah. I can't listen to it all the way through. Stranger Than Fiction is that record for me, and the title track, Stranger Than Fiction, is incredible. It's actually one of the best pop punk
1: songs I've ever heard. I listened to your list a couple times, and first time I'm like, I gotta choke through this bad religion song. And then the second time I heard it, I'm like, I do remember this song and this album. You know, there's still... like I said, re-listening to those punk there was a bad religion song every Every two songs. Right, yes. And it's just like, dude, this just does not travel well. Like, this Mm -hmm. hasn't ate like, I mean, lyrically, it's still fine. You know, they're forward-thinking. Sure. You know, political. Yeah, like, I'm not talking any oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that. no, just no, like no. Their message his, is great. His, vo- he doesn't sound like he wants to be there <laughs> no, at he all. Doesn't. That's the best. Like way he, he makes to cake describe, sound like yeah. they're excited. You know, like
0: like <laughs> why just is he say doing? that one more time? <laughs> no, you just said bad religion makes cake sound excited. excited. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: Like I just don't understand why he's in a punk band if he's going to take it so milk toasty. Yeah, no, know. no,
0: I get it. So that's, um, well, I'm be. I'm not a huge bad re- bad religion guy, obviously, but that record Stranger Than Fiction, I still listen to it. I listen to it at least maybe every six months. Yeah. Uh, number seven, and this is when we can get back to the drum mix. Ooh. Um, before I launch into this, I just want to. There's something that's been lodged into my brain. Uh, I, I took two guitar lessons in my life Mm -hmm. and Larry, who was the guy who was not my dad, a different dude named Larry, who was giving me these lessons. I was asking him, I, I don't know how the conversation started, but he said, you know, Alex, the only two things you should ever be able to hear in a mix at low volume are vocals and your snare drum. Mm hmm. This song takes that idea and compresses the shit out of it, and makes it difficult to get through the first five to seven seconds of it, unless you really like the snare. Unless drum. you really like the snare drum, and that is, and I have to thank you for allowing me this one. And I do have to just go ahead and like be honest about that on the microphone. We both were probably going to bring this song to the list, but you let me. As it. long
1: as we're talking about it, yeah.
0: You even said, Al, you can have this one, and that is. Melanie Colin, no cigar <laughs> off of 2000's Penny Bridge Pioneers. <laughs> oh, be become, and we'll say if you're, you're okay. okay where oh, did you go to school right that's when right cool hey right you're the, the kid the whole day. day hey you're the kid the whole day wow that's what happens that's when you get a swede trying to write english pop punk <laughs> yeah um but, but this i is, truly love this this song. is
1: i like you, i was a fan of Millen and Colin when this album came out yeah first of all i got to tell you the album cover has a star on it and it was on Tony Hawk. So yeah! you are killing it with this
2: one.
1: <laughs> like I would play Tony Hawk until I got this song. For sure. You know, yeah. and then it's like you, For you get those, that drum roll and you just like yeah, I let's feel do like
0: this. people listening right now still remember Millen Collins. No oh yeah, second. Millen
1: Collins uh, you're going to lose points cuz of course they're still around. They're still playing. No, they're not. Yes,
0: all these bands are still playing. Millen Collins is not playing. I think
1: I don't think you've had a band that isn't playing still <laughs> oh, yet on your list. Well,
0: hold on. Dropkick Murphy's definitely yep. Liquid 82 definitely yep. Bad Religion definitely yep. Yep. Oh shit, this is Every be band rough. so far has been playing. Um this is the one song I have on my list where I feel comfortably or I feel comfortable saying this is a classic pop punk song. 100%. It has everything a classic pop punk song should have. Great chorus. I mean the intro is yeah. great.
1: We're ripping on it, but it's fucking it rips.
0: Dude, I don't care where I belong no more. Like that's the most pop-punk thing you could possibly oh, yeah. say.
1: I af- yeah. I almost brought in Millen Collins' Bolian. Oh, yeah. Their, that's their a first great, song on mm-hmm. their first record, yeah. Life on a Plate, because that's s- also yeah. like, I feel like, has really good pop, like like, am I odd or am I not? That's right. the yeah. <laughs> question I spent <laughs> right. time... Like, it's almost English, but I feel like, you know, a, a rudimentary understanding of the language almost is like helpful in this kind of genre. I'm not trying to be a dick by saying that. It sounds like I'm being a dick, but like, no, I mean, a lot of youth listens to this type of music and, you know, get probably gets into lyrics because of this right and if you can say something that translates even if it's simple yeah you know
0: well i think the blatancy of this type of genre as far as lyrical approach mm-hmm. as you just said it's important to be as clear as possible yeah yeah and mill and colin we're not that yeah but hey you're the kid the whole day yeah the whole day <laughs> I love it. Uh, what do you got? What you okay. Do? Number six, and you can go ahead and make fun of me here if you want to, mm-hmm. but uh, I had very few like famous crushes as a child. Uh, well, I guess at the time she was named Brody. The, nothing
1: says our age difference like this one.
0: Okay. So since you're 37 and I'm no, 26. No, our
1: two and a half year <laughs> age difference. Uh,
0: I guess at the time she was Brody Armstrong, but now she's Brody Dale. Yes. Um and the distillers i'm sorry dude self titled no no the, like, the song totally fucking self titled 2000 there's a song on the record and i'm not saying the whole record's great but la girl specifically is fucking ripping hey, you wanna go home still?
1: I mean, song fucking
0: mean, the, the chorus launch again with God Almighty, what the fuck happened to you in that Brody snarl? Also, just the fact that she had like an independent spy cock. She was, you know, like she, when she during the Tim Armstrong years, mm-hmm. she was the pinup punk. Songstress oh, yeah. poster child. And then they broke
1: up on. and it was like, you got to choose a side,
4: man. And I'm uh, like, I'm a rancid guy. I mean, yeah, You're no, I'm a I'm was...
0: rancid guy, too. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah like, but like, I don't know why that was ever a thing. This Seems song so stupid. rips, though. And you do agree, the song rips. It
1: does. It's okay. fucking awesome. You
0: can go, I'm, go, I'm opening the floor for you to make fun of me, though.
1: I Yeah, I wanted, when I saw Distillers on the list, I'm like, geez, Distillers? And then I listened to the song and I'm like, I realized i never, another blind spot for me. i never really gotten into Distillers. Again, because they kind of got big right after Rancid started to get bad. Right. And that's when I dropped off of that thing. So, you didn't want
0: anything to do with
1: it. Again, the two year difference makes it like, absolutely. You were like, oh,
0: the distillers. And by then, I'm like, I'm moving on. I'm getting stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Okay. Since we're done with me being embarrassed by the distillers, number five, and a a lot of people say this band is punk. I just don't hear it. Um, And I'm not actually even like the biggest fan of theirs. No FX. Drugs are good. (laughs) Off of 2002's 45 or 46 songs that weren't good enough to go on our other records. Yeah, great album. I haven't. Great album. You do? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I've met, and I wanted to put the decline on here. Oh, (sighs) I mean, obviously, because it it deserves. I thought about the decline. It's not a pop punk song. It's not. It's the decline
1: is a is is a is a movement.
0: It is a movement. Um, so I put this song on, and I'm so glad that we both have a soft spot for this tune. I mean, No Effects. If you grew up
1: in any sort of punk, there mm-hmm. was a you had a little bit of a No Effects. It's it's similar to Rancid. You know, it is. there, there was right. like a, you had a time where you were into it. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I I definitely got really. I love this song. I yeah. love its lyrics. The lyrics are so like it's incredible. Anarchist. Um,
0: Never trust a fucking hippie. Like
1: just like No Effects knows their brand. Yes, you know. Do. I hate yeah. using that word. You know, but like it's No Effects knows that their their mission is to, like, before they got political, this is the For early sure. NoFX, yeah. their mission was to piss off the parents of the kids that oh, were yeah. listening that to that were buying their records. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how they would sell more records.
0: Right. And Fat Mike did a really good job of he that. He did a great job. There's a that. lot of people out there, specifically that ex-girlfriend that I was talking about and my brother-in-law, who I don't trust his opinion musically, especially when it comes to harder music, mm-hmm. um, who would say NoFX is a punk band, which I guess they are, but... It again because I was skewed so early on. It leaned more towards pop punk for me. They're
1: but. too silly to be taken like a, a considered a very. They tried right. to get more serious. I yes. mean, the War on Arabism was a big album when I was in high school. Yeah, and it's a pretty fucking good album. Yeah, it is. Um, but it still doesn't really like at most they sometimes skew skate punk. Yes, yeah, so but it, they're not See, like,
0: skate punk is a genre that I feel more comfortable with than pop. Yeah,
1: a lot of what you're talking about feels like skates like it could skew skate okay, punk. Okay. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. I was I was completely but I, I like I did not know that that's a is that a safe genre classification? Yeah, I mean, I feel like
1: skate punk just kind of announces that you're new to, you know, because it's it's like a that youth... you're a poser, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're learning a poser that's learning, not right, a poser yeah. that just bought Punkorama 7 right yeah. and it's like, I know punk, <laughs>
0: right? Um, I love Drugs Are Good by No Effects. I love that song. Listen to the whole thing in its entirety if you haven't heard it. Okay, number four obviously needs, I know you brought one off of this record too because it is considered in a lot of schools of thought as the first pop punk album of all time. Green Day, Burnout, track one, side one. I'm not drawing. Just the, the snare opening into mm-hmm. it, non-compressed like Millen Collins, No Cigar. Um, but you're right when you say Buzzcocks were the first pop punk band. Yeah, and you know.
1: when I say Buzzcocks were the first, right. Right, I mean because they were in the initial run of 70s punk bands. Right. And, and that was they,
0: 1979 with they... Singles Going Steady. Yes. Yeah.
1: And they came out and sounded... Very similar to the clash
0: or the remote. Sure. But they were talking about girls. They were talking about girls. Yeah. And they uh their, their lyrics were incredibly they were talking about jerking uh, off. Yeah, orgasmatic. I yeah, mean, yeah. you don't hear that and you think, wow, this is a weird this is a fun punk song. You <laughs> think like, oh, this is something different than punk entirely. Yeah. Uh which Green Day were, you know, obviously, and of course Dookie being so perfectly mixed and mastered. It's as interesting because well. it's Dookie, so
1: polished. Dookie uh like Billy Joe opposes that Dookie is a pop punk, or uh, he he doesn't. Has like... he said that? Yeah, he he will. Back in the day when Dookie was being first, like having Hailed. its breakout, right? You know, every everybody was calling it pop punk, and he hated the term. He's like, did he think it sense. was a
0: punk record? I think he did.
1: I think I think Green Day thought they they just got <laughs> very successful off of, you know a fast album. They didn't try to go out i don't know i don't know if they were trying to set out to make a
0: a punk opus. i mean
1: how could right. they have even imagined making as much money and having as big of an album as dookie you can't in that in this kind of scene you can, i mean at this time you couldn't i would
0: definitely it. say that dookie is maybe one of their most punk albums in their catalog yeah. like if you come up to me and say american idiot is my favorite punk record of all time i will never talk to you ever again you're an art
1: and another generation would consider that a pop punk classic
0: Ah, that's so disappointing. That's strange? That's really strange. Yeah, there's Uh, a lot of generational divides when it comes to punk, punk, pop-punk, power-pop. But
1: nobody can disagree with that, because Dookie was such a breakout for the genre itself, Mm -hmm. not just the album, like bands like had a chance to make this kind of music and it go commercially
0: viable and like yeah i mean you could sell on dookie sold
1: it didn't always go well i mean you look at jawbreaker right you know they put out their major little album and everybody just put them on a stake and killed them Mm -hmm. uh but it didn't have the hits that dookie had. no dookie had a lot dookie
0: had four hits dude that's insane like that's that's a lot well we'll probably talk about dookie again when we get to your list um okay number three one of one of the greatest Hybrid, pop punk, uh, ska, power ska, pop, power. You're trying not to say ska. I'm trying not to say ska. <laughs> uh, Less than Jake's "Hello Rock View" that's the record from 1998. I feel like I've talked about "Hello Rock View" at you least have. once every three episodes, at least. Because um, I still listen to this record once every two weeks. Yeah, it's almost like my Dookie day every third set, Sunday of the month. Um, I'll listen to this record in its entirety. But this song, "Less Than Jake's Help Save the Youth of America from Exploding," is the pop punk masterpiece. We're there.
4: That I just live
1: That song is the pop punk song. Song, like, I mean, yeah. there's barely any horns. It's all fucking downstroked. Exactly. Like, yes. there's that stupid ass tapping. Oh my solo. god,
0: the tapping solo. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I do love that song. And that I love song this
1: record. Got me so pumped up. Oh while yeah, I was riding the bus to school in junior high. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, me too. Nothing got yeah, me pumped nothing. for the day, oh, dude.
0: Also, I think that might be on. That's not a tone. It's not a. It's not on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but. I feel I hope hopefully Jess didn't catch this. I feel like this song was soundtracking an uh an inline rollerblading game oh, that shit. came Damn. out after Tony. I know it was Hawk's on a warp sc-
1: I know it was on a warp comp, so you got so, oh, you got points for that fuck for sure. Yeah.
0: I know it definitely on a warp comp. But, yeah, big time. Um Lesson Jake, I just, I don't like any of their other records. They, a lot, same for a lot of these bands. Like, again, Bad Religion, I listen to one record. Dropkick Murphys, one record. You know,
1: as a lesson, Jake, Hello rock fan, I think I have some
0: stuff that you need to hear, but we'll talk about that I've later. I've
1: listened to a couple of other records. Their album before that, Losing Streak, was... Some would say that's the better record.
0: I've listened to half of Losing Streak, and because, and I always think of Shauna Pear's question about was the the first record you listened to was that going to be your favorite, especially when you don't love the band for sure. Yes. Okay. Enough less than Jake talk because I know I'm going to be talking about Hello Rock View again here in in a couple couple episodes. episodes, Yeah, for sure. Okay. Number two, going back to our beautiful agreement of the Buzzcocks being, you know, possibly the first. You know, unknowingly, the first yes. pop punk band. Um, I picked a song that is maybe their most popular, other than orgasmatic so people would know if they know the Buzzcocks. But uh, off of singles, "Going Steady" 1979, as previously discussed, "Ever Fallen in Love." Ever
4: fall in love with someone
1: Falling in love with someone you shouldn't Shouldn't have fallen fallen in in love with. with. If that's not the first pop-punk lyric there is, I don't know what it is. And
0: and it's a refrain, too. Every pop-punk lyric after that is just a worse-said version of that. Absolutely. It's the same sentiment. And the fact that this was happening in 1979 by a bunch of blokes, you know, like that's so fun to me. Um, I love
1: the Buzzcocks. I I love the Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks I saw them live once at Coachella. Coachella.
0: Oh, shit. At Coachella, baby. And I
1: just will never forget how... I can't remember the guitar player's name. He just recently died. It was horrible. Yeah, um, He had a glass of Chardonnay on his AC-30. Fuck yes, dude. And I just love that. I'm like, you know a doctor's like, you cannot be drinking hard liquor anymore. The so only thing g- you could drink is Chardonnay. Like, party. Well, that's what's going to be sitting on the AC-30. <laughs> I
0: was just like, a Hopefully glass of a wine dirt. on your
1: AC-30 is such a bold move because it says... If it spills, I'll get another one.
0: Also, it says we're not punk and we're not pop punk. Right, like we're somewhere in between, and we did it before all y'all fucks yeah. did. So it. fuck yeah. all y'all. Get fuck out all, all my y'all. Face. Yes, yeah. uh, I, I, I love l- them. I, and if you guys haven't listened to the entirety, the listener that is, if you haven't listened to singles going steady, it's. I put it, it on all the time. Dude, I so love do it all the singles. I, it's it's some um, it's something. It's contemplative. It's self-aware. It's hard. It's soft. It's fun. It's catchy. It's weird. It's Songs English, like Why can't I touch it? Why can't I touch It is so incredible. Sound like they could come out today. Or autonomy. Yeah. Or uh, oh shit. I don't mind. Yeah, oh. dude. I don't mind. Everybody's it's incredible. happy nowadays. Oh, dude. What the fuck, dude? What an ass. Yes. What a record. Okay. So my number one truly, in my this is eyes, number one, baby. I the love greatest it. pop punk song ever written, ever. And I, I'm going to piss off people on both sides with this one. I wonder how you feel about it, but it's going to be Rancid's Olympia, Washington off of and Out Come the Wolves, which came out in
4: 1995. Yes. Hanging on the corner.
1: How do you feel about that? Uh, we just had that 25-year anniversary. We've been talking about Outcome the Wolves constantly, too. Yeah, we have. Um, this is a great choice for the best pop punk song. I think it. I really think it is because it is a, apparently, if you look it up, it's about Tim Armstrong's breakup with the singer from Bikini Kill. Oh, shit. I wanted to look up the lyrics when this was on your number one, and I read about that and i'm like that makes it such a good choice because it
0: like it's so is, like his pop, little yeah. and he's
1: still and i look over the lyrics i'm like i don't see how it's about that at all it just well, sounds like it's him and lars hanging out
0: bikini kill was a washington band
1: they were olympia washington yes, so yeah.
0: it makes sense yeah um wow dude what an interesting tidbit i learned something on the go Parade yeah. today
1: i mean it is a great song i love the no effects cover I'll, yeah I'll, it's I'll like, a great i like uh um, I like this song. It's one of the, the, the ones that's ones that's still manageable on Outcome the Wolf. Yeah. You and can't listen to Ruby Soho. I uh, gotta yeah. bring up Ruby Soho though. It, it Ruby Soho would have been a perfectly acceptable answer. Of it's course, yeah. More in my list for t- terms, sure. the yeah. the perfect pop punk song. I mean it is the and Lars, in my opinion, killed that band. I'm sorry. I you don't like Lars Fredrickson? I liked Rancid before him. I thought Matt Freeman could do the backup. Matt
0: Freeman's fucking incredible. His disgusting voice was just fine with me. Matt Freeman was he's in my top five
1: favorite bass. I think Lars in his fake ass mohawk kind of made the band like fashion punk. It was
0: definitely fashion. I love
1: Op Ivy. I love Rancid self titled. Yeah. So I don't know. Lars just isn't my favorite, and he definitely popped up the band. He
0: he was more of the hooky downstroke palm mute yeah. kind of guy. I mean he sings
1: the chorus of Ruby Soho so like that's the nice Yeah he's got the
0: gr- he's got the growl and the gravel that kind of assisted because Tim Armstrong's heroin slang was oh, a it, very punk thing which mm-hmm. you know Brody had on that distillers right. track we were talking about too. Um, Probably that, hard not to have when you're on a ton of junk. When you're on a ton of junk, yeah. When you're nodding off, you know, every <laughs> fucking thirty five seconds, it's hard. Um, but I had to bring that song because it's the hookiest, catchiest, uh, most like anthemic. Mm-hmm. 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 The lead is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, and the chorus is just so big. Um, I could listen to that song over and over again. Um, I love
1: when you bring up a, a pin in a song you know what I mean like a a location for sure in Broadway I love that I'm a sucker for like an exact location in song lyrics (laughs) so that's one thing that speaks to me too yeah the whole song is kind of a pin, you know?
0: And which makes it so pop punk to me. Definitely. There's a, there's a few people out there listening right now that's like, this is fucking punk, dude. You're wrong. This isn't pop punk. This is punk. Again, there's some people out there that are misinformed that think Rancid is a punk Everybody
1: band. knows Outcome the Wolves is their first pop punk album. Yeah, and totally. they made several more after Rancid 2000 that nobody listened to, no, I don't think. No, 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 no,
0: You only And listen still a band today. You only listen to that record if you got it for free after spending $125 or more at Hot topic absolutely yeah
1: <laughs> wow what a list
0: so thanks for bringing this thanks for allowing this list to happen uh yeah, because it for, really for
1: actually indulging me it,
0: it allowed me to tread some uh, to visit some old haunts and traverse some old grounds which was really good for me now i can't wait to get into your list oh boy let's i'm get just gonna real sit nastiness. back and fucking trash you because i'm i'm in a little bit better of a mood okay but uh still i'm just gonna i'm gonna relax here yeah. let's go ahead i
1: mean luckily my number 10 kind of really just comes out of your list perfectly because yes. it kinda is in the same vein sure, a lot of the punk aroma type. I hadn't
0: heard this song in so long and it uh, was really nice to revisit. It's it. a really it's just a really inviting quotations
1: punk song. Yeah. Right. And it's May 16th by Lagwagon. Off mm. uh, Let's Talk About Feelings. No more.
0: Um, also, Tony Hawk's song. Yeah, uh, I, so you got. some I, points, I got on some that points one. there. I know that's obviously the first time I had heard that song. That's,
1: I feel like it's such an inviting um, window into punk rock for kids that were playing video games and for heard sure. this song. Yeah, because the intros, the intro is like, what, like I say, inviting. You know? Yeah, and and then w- once the punk drums come in, like you're you're, you're like, oh, this is okay. Right. And Joey Cape has an incredible voice. He does too good of a voice. He's for re- punk.
0: Way too good, which makes him. Pop punk, like almost yeah. automatically. Yeah, yeah, that's it's
1: hard not to when, right. when your voice is fantastic and right. you're trying to be in like yes. a hardcore scene. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, but in an alternate universe, he could have been in an alternative rock band that yeah. you know, huge or, yeah, or like total legacy. Yes, I, I think
0: Lagwagon did well for themselves. They though, did. For... I mean, Lagwagon's a fucking sick band. They really. I are, mean, they've got you know. some tunes. Are they still playing? Yes. Fuck. Minus points for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I got those Tony Hawk points on that one, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um. And then, of course, number nine, Basket Case, Green Day. Of course, Day.
4: yes. Sometimes I give myself the drinks.
0: Why did you put that so high? Not on the on the positive side. Why did you put it so, rather so low on your list? Um, I knew you were going to have something on Dookie, so I
1: knew yeah. we were going to be talking about it twice. And also because I almost didn't put anything at all. I had She on here for a little while, but because she's my favorite song, she on is Dookie. my favorite song on that record um, as
0: well. We've talked about She. But I though.
1: decided the album is more of a pop punk. Um, milestone rather than any particular
0: song it is you're right
1: Minus- but then i thought basket case i had to put on there because it is how a lot of people first heard pop punk cause yes. it was on mtv right and like
0: oh you got some tRL down no, great points
1: tRL wasn't around yet that i got oh, i got shit. out of it really? tRL came in 95? around in like 90, yeah in like 97
0: no or fucking like way
1: so i got out of it there Whew. you are lucky because that would have been all over tRL oh big time yeah that you remember that video right of course i do yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a weird one. Yeah. And something equally embarrassing my number eight is Hit or Miss by Newfound Glory.
0: I waited too long. Have I found I can't even sing.
1: I've had so
0: many chances. (laughs) See, dude, when I when I heard this song, nothing about it screamed pop punk to me when I when I was at that juncture in my life. It felt like pop rock. Right. But in retrospect in hindsight. It's the most pop punk thing I've ever heard of. Oh in my life.
1: I think yeah, I think hit or miss by Newfound Glory is like one definition of pop punk. Completely. like this song is like is basically a blank slate. It's like here's the four chords that you use right. This is what speed you use them right Let's go get some chips.
0: It's a template.
1: It is <laughs> yeah. definitely a template. Yeah, yeah like let's go get laid.
0: Going back to a good voice in pop punk though, like this dude can sing. He yeah, can if ho- he
1: can, he's really, he's really doing not doing a good job because he's got that nasal thing going so hard. But
0: the thing is, is he's holding notes, and he's holding high notes. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? I mean, yeah, he obviously can sing. What's he, his he name? Do you know the singer? Jordan name? something. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember. But also, this song being on my list probably has to do with the history I have with it. When I went to see Less Than Jake. Of course. When I was in junior high, that yeah. was like my first punk concert right yeah yeah, yeah. i bet uh, you were so anti-flag amped. opened
0: what the fuck as well as newfound glory was anti-flag playing shit like die for your government yeah. at that time what yeah. it was see it was intense for me i, I was would, young and i was would, like this is awesome see when the first time I, I heard anti-flags die for your government in that like early punk phase yeah and i consider that a punk song it's and i political was, I bet some it's people nasty. would consider
1: them pop punk now Cause they got their Brady later records mainstream.
0: for sure. You're right.
1: Um, but newfound glory had a scarier, a bigger pit, a more like what? active audience than anti flag. Even that's like, so weird. Shit was intense, and that song like blew the the like the roof off the place. Like kids were going insane. Hit or missed
0: it? Yes. <laughs> what? Like it was nuts. How does it go from anti flags die for your government to newfound glory's hit or miss in the same show? It's it was it was a pretty pretty crazy show. So you're telling me the bill was anti flag first to three.
1: It was less teen than Jake, I- Teen Idols, um, who were kind of a pop punk. Where punk was player. this show? It was at a place called the Pine Street Theater in Portland. Not okay, there anymore. Cool. Um, yeah. And, was it teen on idols. Pine Street? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Teen Idols, uh, Anti Flag, New Found Glory, Less Than Jake.
0: Oh, Less Than Jake headline. Yeah. Damn! What a
1: bill. It was, it was quite the build. But Newfound Glory did at that point in my young mind feel, it felt like it was the scariest part of the show. We were up front on the railing, like total yeah. posers. Oh, yeah. The How first, old were you? I was like 13, 14. Fuck maybe. yeah, dude. Uh, like, but you know, it just was insane to me. Um, and I got to bring up Jocelyn, one of our Patreon <laughs> members who. Old
0: Jocelyn Harris. Jay I, Harris, what up, girl?
1: I asked. All our Patreon members, if they have favorite pop punks, she's, she's the only the one. Only one that I think got it's back out of a us. lot of the wheelhouse of more of our <laughs> listeners. But she said that she has spent an unreasonable amount of time trying to choose favorites, but is not even sure if most of the list is really pop punk. Just like we're talking about right, it's exactly. so broad and confusing. She said, Is it emo? Is it post-hardcore? Is it just pop music and right. a studded belt? As you're saying. Right. Please help. But she said, P.S. Sticks and Stones by Newfound Glory is a perfect pop-punk album from start to finish. See,
0: I can't wait to hear from Jocelyn after she listens to this episode because, and Jocelyn and I converse occasionally, and she's she's under the impression that we were just going to tear her apart this episode, like, or her favorite bands. I feel like maybe Jocelyn even thinks that My Chemical Romance is a pop-punk band.
1: Well, again, I was even going to bring up sticks, her talking about Newfound Glory, Sticks and Stones is, again, in the age bracket. Because Sticks and Stones right. came out. I, I think New Found Glory self-titled is kind of that perfect pop punk from start to finish album. And I know people that thought their first album, Nothing Gold Can Stay, was the only New Found Glory album. And after that, they
0: got selling. What is hit or miss off of? Both. What?
1: Yeah. They re-recorded it for self-titled for a radio version. So but it's it on was
0: both. on the first record. Yes. Okay, good. Gotcha. But
1: the one she's talking about, Sticks and Stones, came out a couple years later. And that's the one that's actually most people know. Gotcha. Um that was their I think their biggest album, Sticks and Stones. What but was, I don't know that's a blind spot see, for me. I don't know that. The only one at all.
0: single I ever heard from They Found miss. Glory was Hit or Miss. They yeah. have
1: they have a slew of singles. And they're still around.
0: <laughs> Minus points for you. Oh, And God. they're Florida.
1: I lost a couple oh, points on that yeah. one. <laughs> Number seven for me is a song called Above Me by Rufio.
0: No, Rufio. I had listened to this for the first time when you said. Okay,
1: you didn't list. hear Rufio. Yeah. Okay, so Rufio was really fun when I was growing up because it was like, oh my god, these pop punk bands yeah. are starting to get good yeah. at their instruments because it wasn't that wasn't a requirement right. as long as your drummer's good and the guy exactly, can kind of sing. Right. Like that was all you needed. That's all but you needed. Yeah, Rufio was
0: the first pop punk band that I was like. And in, in this style of
1: pop punk that I'm like, shit, everyone can
0: fucking play. There were two songs on your list that I listened to where I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm listening to this right now. Was this and one this of them? Rufio song was definitely one of them. Now, there's a third song that's completely outside of this, but there were two songs that I listened to. Let me, yeah, let me retract that. There were two songs I listened to for the first time that you are like, "Why is he making me do this?" This Rufio song was one of those songs. But talk about Rufio a little bit more. I this is an opportunity for me to be schooled a little bit too because I missed a lot of these bands.
1: It's hard to school somebody on this kind of thing because you feel embarrassed doing it. Yeah, but, but it I, was the thing I was listening to. You know, in in like late junior high, early high school, was this kind of music, and Rufio was like, we're like, damn, finally a band like has that newfound glory sound or like. Even Blink One Eighty Two or Unwritten Law, but they're But they can play. They like got they they can play fucking fast like the other punk bands I right. like on all the punkaramas right. more on your list. And so like it kind of blended those. And this is I think they had two albums. This is the only one that really got a bunch of notoriety and then they kinda of disappeared. Right. One of the only bands on the list that is not still playing. Oh, you got points. I got points for that. I mean, I, I like their album, perhaps, I suppose. I listen to it still. I'm embarrassed by it, right. but I do like it. So yeah. if you're a fan of that kind of sound, And you have a blind spot with Rufio. You might want to check it out.
0: Maybe there will be a day that I listen to the entirety of this record. Just I kind of want to because I, dude, I trust you. There's some good
1: instrumentation. It's really his voice that that, that's the worst because it's so newfound glory. It's
0: difficult for me to get yeah Yeah. but i if i but if i took the whole thing in like if i didn't listen to this rufio song in a vacuum of doing this list you know what i mean for the first time really yeah i might be able to understand the project conceptually and you know they
1: were they were like
0: teens when they started this and they were
1: all like neighbors. they're from rancho fucking (laughs) (laughs) like random ass Uh, band anyway number six yes number six for me is a very enjoyable Orange County band called the Vandals. Their song, Oh, My, my Girlfriend's okay. yes. Dead. All right, so Off that's. Hitler Bad, Vandals Good. good. What a record. And it, what a re- I mean, this record is my favorite Weird Al record.
0: Everyone knows this song, right? <laughs> everyone listening to this knows this song, Yeah. Right? I mean, what would you say? Like, our listeners, I, everyone... I don't know how... I feel like if you know the Vandals at all, you know My you Girlfriend's You know My dead. Girlfriend's Dead, yeah.
1: It's, it's a hilarious song about... Telling people, it's basically what happens at
0: Happy Gilmore. It's yeah. what we opened the show with singing today. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, so you know it now. And I had my girlfriend's dead on my list until you sent me the list, yours, before I sent you mine. I'm like, well, fuck, there can't be two my girlfriend's deads. That's why I say everyone listening right now knows this song. Right? You think pop punk. There are a few bands you think of immediately, even like away from how you subcategorize your own version of pop punk. Right, everyone can consider the Vandals a pop punk band
1: and a very enjoyable pop punk yeah, band. Yeah, no. I mean, and a hilarious
0: band, like so funny. They're just they're uh, four
1: very talented individuals. Yes. Josh Freeze is right. their drummer. Right. I mean, uh, Joe Escalante on bass, Warren Fitzgerald, incredible guitar incredible. player, incredible, uh, that are just kind of messing around with their <laughs> yeah, talent and like around. the most immature way. Imaginable. Yeah. And have made like 20 albums. Yeah. And Hitler Bad, Vandals Good, though, is kind of a classic like i was it re-listening is. to it when i put this on the list and there's so much hilarious like i've got an ape drape so good uh dude. money's not an issue dude i love money's not an issue <laughs> i mean what it's like a doo-wop punk song <laughs> yeah, right. about finding twenty dollars the ca- i mean i feel like the line feel free to supersize yeah it's so good tonight dreams are realized i, I feel like a, they trailblazed
0: a lot for bands to be self-aware and still be commercially successful at Yeah, there's, a, well. there's like a sub-genre
1: of pop punk that is like the Vandals and Gutter Mouth right. and kind of this more fun, homegrown, like, funnier stuff, Fuck you know? yes.
0: Um, um, I'm so glad you brought that because everyone needs to listen to that song right it is, now. Yeah, it's again. just, like, nobody's
1: going to argue about this one. It's right. just, like, let's do it and enjoy it. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, I feel like you're going to come down on me about this one, is... Unwritten Law. So
0: this is the second song that I was talking about. You're not happy I, about where this where one. Where I huh? thought to myself, why the fuck am I listening to this? Unwritten Law. The song's called Lonesome.
4: Just stay.
1: It's not even one of their more popular songs. I heard it on a warped comp, so I'm gonna get a point for that. Yeah, definitely. But I just it's one of those songs I fell in love with. They're a San Diego band. Part of like the inspiration for Blink 182 was Unwritten Law. That makes sense. You can hear it in Mark. Wait, is that an
0: actual thing? Oh, okay. So wait, the
1: I mean, in the song Josie, he says my girlfriend likes U L and DHC. That's unwritten law and dance hall crashers.
0: So you're telling me that Unwritten Law inspired Blink-182? Yeah. Oh, shit. See, I had never known. I would have, like, in my noviceness, I would have thought that it would have been the other way around. Right, yeah. I mean,
1: Unwritten Law is a little bit older. This I don't know the year of the song, but it's definitely the 90s. Um, but there's really nothing I can even fucking say about the song. You have to say something about it. I mean, it's just stayed with me. It's one of those pop-punk yeah. songs that, like, if if I have a chance to put roll the windows up and like yeah. it's it's more guilty pleasure than it Def- is. But oh, like, so this is a window I feel roller? Like it che- yeah, it checks yeah. everything off the box that I want and like good pop punk. There's the riff. His voice is like really good. The bass the bass player is going everywhere he can to yeah. get noticed. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, sure. yeah. but it's also pretty well i mean he's, he's fucking talented so i don't know it's got that san diego vibe and that's kind of a blend of pop punk that i have a i have a soft spot for yeah obviously right so i, I just love the song uh, i'm sorry i know you, you're <laughs> for that one no i still i think he kind of sounds like steve wilkin Sometimes, uh singer in my old band, Von Acosta. Right. Okay,
0: that makes sense. He, Actually, that makes a lot of sense. He kind of hits that Steve doesn't listen sometimes.
1: to this podcast, right?
0: I have no idea. I don't think he does. There's no way he does. Uh, but if he was listening right now, he might be upset by this reference.
1: No, I've, I've showed him, and he's like, he, he doesn't really see it. Well, because he thinks he's a better singer than that guy. <laughs> he probably. Obviously, is. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, moving right on. What's your, what's your number four?
1: SR71's oh! right now. <laughs>
0: what, what's, the, what's the name of of this song right
1: now by SR71
0: so at the beginning of this podcast I told you that we were going to stop each other during our lists and play one song in its entirety we didn't do it on mine but guess what we're doing it with yours play this whole fucking song right now I will <laughs>
4: on every word.
0: I am just—I'm flabbergasted that that first of all, I like—I understand that this might be considered pop punk because of how palm muty and downstrokey it is, but this is also just a pop rock song, right? Yeah.
1: Um, how but much where else would you put it?
0: I mean, I you could put it in One Hit Wonder for I, sure, definitely. There's no, and also please tell me there's no way. SR seventy one is still playing.
1: Uh no, they're not. I think they're the only oh, other band. Okay, good. Maybe, Thank God. Maybe it's called because it if
0: you write a line like I mean, I,
1: you get guaranteed
0: some of them are doing solo stuff. Oh, she clings to me like cellophane. cellophane. Fake, fake plastic submarine. submarine. Wait, fake plastic submarine? He might have that might be
1: uh might be ripping something off there.
0: There's no way did <laughs> actu- plastic? Did d- does he does he actually say fake plastic? It submarine? sounds like that to me, yeah. Or is that just us mishearing something? Because I think that's it. So the thing about the song is, of course, I listened to this when it came out. This was definitely on TRL. Right? Yes, I, yes. I, I lost points
1: for that. I had to check okay. it. it. It actually debuted, I think, on TRL. Um,
0: Every time I've heard the song, which is way too frequently in my life. I feel like I never hear it anymore. I I, hear it all the fucking time. How?
1: How? It's one of the strangest, most random one-hit wonders ever. And it's the biggest earworm I've ever encountered. It's the catchiest song ever made. It's ever written. It's the catchiest song. They win. So what if the
0: sex was great? Just a temporary temporary escape. Another thing I grew to hate, but Now now that's over. Why, why you always <laughs> kick me when I'm high? Well, wait, we can, I don't think we can hit oh, those notes No, anymore, I can't. Dude. That's yeah, the thing. No. I mean, it's actually an impressive <laughs> chorus. It is, it is a bewildering vocal range.
1: I mean, this band came out of nowhere. Well, Baltimore, actually. What? Yeah. Super random. Baltimore band. senior They're named after like an old Air Force jet or wow. something. I don't even Um, something totally misguided. Have this one song. The video is literally women chasing them. (laughs) They
0: all look like they're in Sugar Ray, and then they just disappeared. It's so funny that the whitest song ever written and recorded, maybe minus Mister Brightside, came out of Baltimore, one (laughs) of the highest, you know, African American populations in our country, like per capita. Yeah, like and this is I,
1: I can't believe. I mean, I don't feel like anybody knows they're from Baltimore. I had to look it up. That's so wild. Dude. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the guitar solo in this song. You have to. Um, do you have a guitar <laughs> issue? No, I don't know it. I don't know it right now. I don't know it off the top Can of my head. Can you please just try to play no, it? No, Just I a can't. couple of bars. <laughs> no, Fuck. I don't know it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so ridiculous. And like, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about in these songs, there's members trying to be noticed desperately. Of course, yeah. And this is one of those just like...
0: I think Whoo. every member in this band is trying to be noticed. Even, again, the the vocal delivery of, so what if the sound? was great. You know they took 51 takes of that. Oh yeah, and there's just like flange
1: and phaser over all the background. Like the whole song is coated in this disgusting wax and sheen I love it's, it. It's been I fucking st- love it's been song. stuck
0: in my head since I listened to I love this. Again. I, I, I mean, feel bad I love about it. But too. I love it it could have gone on our guilty pleasures list. This is a windows up for me. Yeah. yeah. Like I will <laughs> if this came on a shuffle, if this came on a shuffle, I would definitely the listen down to it. Further down my it. list, we're getting more and more windows up. Was that number up? four or number five? Number four. Okay, so we're in the top three top now. Top three. I'm just you're I gonna just, rip on me for number three again. Hold on. First of all. Nothing could be as bad as SR71's right now. Well I'm gonna try. So, congratulations. I'm gonna try for number
1: three with Phoenix TX's
0: KDW.
5: still taste our last kiss. her name still falls from my lips.
0: You know what? I'm gonna have to say every time I've every time I've listened to Phoenix TX, I'm a fan of this band. Really? They seem, I thought you'd hate no, it. No, 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 no. They've seemed more experimental to me than a lot of the other bands in their right. category or their genre. This is the album after kind of their pop punk album, their gotcha. debut. That like got a lot of attention with the I need to be schooled on Phoenix TX. I always wanted to be a Phoenix TX fan, but I was too busy listening to other shit. Not Florida time. or Cali, they're a Texas band. What? Yeah, but yeah, their first
1: album, I believe it was self-titled, was where I caught onto them and it was more youthful, pop-punkish, kind of emo-y. But their second album, they kind of tried to get serious. Yeah. And it did not go well for them, either co- either commercially or like for their career. But I always love this song KDW because it's basically like a pop punk band trying to make a Nirvana song. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, Pop bump, bump trying to do Heart Shaped Box. Right. You know, <laughs> so with, with n- not great results, but it fucking kind of rips. Okay, like,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, Phoenix TX, after this record, didn't they even go more experimental? Like, I don't know. It? I didn't follow them okay. after right.
1: this. This is where I stopped.
0: Because I've only listened to Phoenix TX songs from people playing me Phoenix TX songs. Like, hey, Al, I think you'd really like this band. And every Phoenix TX song I've heard, I've liked, but it's kind of range of the gamut. A little bit. Yeah, heard, I
1: don't know where they went after this at all. This is again just like like the unwritten lost song, just a song that I just it still stays with me. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love how like that big ass Jerry Finn it's style pop punk production yeah. and it just it just resonated with me then and it kind of still does now. Number two. Number two this is my in a middle of the state Include what's my age again of like course. 22. But later
4: on on the drive home- Jail. This state looks down on me, And that's about the time that bitch hung up on me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I'm still born on these red bank calls What the hell is call ID? My friends say I should have my age. What's my age again?
0: Why did you pick What's My Age Again? What's My Age Again to
1: me is like quintessential pop punk for a lot of reasons. It's their first single off
0: Enema. Oh, dude, you got TRL'd on this I one. Did. I, I did. I did got, got trl on this so one, though, unfortunately. Hard. That's yeah. going to that's gonna cost me. That's going to cost you big. <laughs> Actually, she Bunny should have ca- uh, calculated how many times it pl- – like how many weeks it stayed at the top it of It definitely TRL'd is too. the
1: biggest TRL song of anything. For sure. This. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I mean – first single off enema it's so which means for most people it is the, the introduction to yeah, Travis Barker for sure and Travis Barker and that's really is important. basically the poster child of of pop punk God, and dude. like just his 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 <sighs> His cymbals clang. clang. He can't even incredible. wait till his entrance. He can't. No, he can't. He can't. He
0: can't. And he's, he's, used, he's, got, he's got an orchestra he does. of soft cymbal noises he uses before the a chorus. Bell. Of that song. He uses a bell on a ride better than anyone's ever used it. Well, it's it.
1: because he does it while he's doing a fill. Yeah,
0: right. It doesn't make any... You're like, how do you get to that bell? How does that happen?
1: How do you do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's your introduction to Travis Barker. It's quintessential pop punk lyrics about... Not letting go of your youth, absolutely. The goddamn video is is, is men streaking, of course. Like the, the the amount of immaturity and like, I mean, it's just it's it's yeah, like quintessential pop punk. Right. And I was a huge fan before Enema. I was yeah. a huge Dude Ranch. Guy. Okay,
0: so you were a big Blink fan before huge. they, uh, you know, got commercially massive.
1: I remember the first time I saw this. What's magic again on TRL or maybe just on MTV? Yeah, uh, it was like the last twenty seconds, and I was so mad because I wanted to hear the song, but like I had to wait till you know three days later until I saw it on MTV again because right. there was no Spotify, no no iTunes even. Right, you know? of course. Um, but yeah, buying in in the state was like that was a big so deal. exciting. That was a really big so deal. exciting yeah. because uh, like, and the funny thing is a lot of pop punk lists I've seen had neither of these songs that we have it obviously had all the small things and that was the one song that i thought
0: sucked when Yeah, I, even I, when i was a child i was yeah. like i'd skip it i was like that song's boring it was to me. a weak song because there were i mean dude starting with dump weed and then getting into tracks talk like about Aliens. songs that don't
1: age well dump weed my wife does not. hates yeah. that i mean
0: song. it's a pretty it's not a the chorus is i need a girl that i can train y- oh he's saying train yeah oh See, I wasn't like fortunate, right? (laughs) That's the thing about blink too. And we want to talk about our 10 year age gap. Um, uh, uh, I think this is another part of that. So, like, I had a cooler older sister who had Cheshire Cat, uh-huh. and I I remember listening to that record because I I had never seen the album cover, but the CD cover, the handicap logo in yeah. the blue. Right. I remember going I remember right. CD. I remember going through her CDs and stealing that because I'm like, oh, this is a nice color blue, and it's a handicap, and it's by a, it's called Cheshire Cat. Huh. That's weird. So I listened to that record and I didn't like it. So years later, well, maybe like a year later, my first real introduction, like most people, is you're saying was what's my age again yeah that because... it was almost a
1: reintroduction because they they got they got
0: travis barker right they got the bigger label deal like, right
1: everything was a it was such a big push a right. lot like dookie i mean what in of the state is kind of like the net the successor to dookie as definitely far as like a large-scale career pop punk right um busting an artist into this you know legacy act like they're still both green day and blink are still playing today to yeah. massive they're crowds. going to
0: be okay for the i mean they'll be remembered for the rest of
1: yeah. time yeah So, I'm down to my number one. And I don't know if you know this song or if you know this band.
0: This Um, is the, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I was listening to your list on the way over here. uh This is the first time I've ever heard this band. After seeing their name everywhere. Right. It's kind of an inescapable name. Inescapable. It's long. After knowing fans of them, after uh, uh, just being basically inundated with all of these references of this band, this is the, today, I I didn't listen to number one until I was driving over here. This is the first time I've ever heard this song. So tell the listener about it. When
1: I heard this song, Age, it came out when I was probably eighteen. Yeah. Uh, First time, first time I heard this song, I said this is the best pop punk song ever made.
0: I I thought that when I was listening to it today, as I was passing by Echo Park, I still
1: think it's everything is all right by Motion City Soundtrack. This this band feels a little bit divisive because they they just kept getting bigger um, and getting new fans, but kind of like discouraging old fans, right? That kind of thing. That classic punk rock, absolutely pop punk thing. Yeah. Where, like you sell out. So the first album, I am the movie. I'm still a huge fan of. I, it's, it, it was like my skateboarding album when I was in high school. Right. I knew it wasn't. Punk. I was into punk then, and I knew it wasn't punk. Like it was more the pop punk, skate punk side. But dude could fucking sing. He had catchy melodies. They had a moog synth. I never heard moog synths in in any other punk bands or pop punk bands. Definitely not. And it felt like it fit the vibe. Uh, really well they're also minneapolis oh so they're they're raised a bit more on replacements of course and husker do you can hear that
0: in the tune yeah so so
1: it's not so cali or florida this actually they're landlocked and you can fucking hear it
0: in your definition of pop punk and what i look back on pop punk as now Meaning, like, I agree with you more than I agree with myself, especially with your list versus mine. I think you should win, which I do believe you will. <laughs> this really does check off all of the actual pop punk boxes.
1: Yeah, it yeah. does. And also, I just think when I'm saying best and not just favorite, like, again, this song's about mental health. Yeah. And, and it, it, like him getting his health in check. And that wasn't a common theme in pop punk. Not at all. It's, uh, pop punk's about getting girls, it's about partying. Right. It's about, you know. Stars. Even even more it's about it's stars. Stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like or just random or funny stuff. But like talking about your own mental health was not popular and it not is at all. so popular in like Zoomer generation music. Right. Today's like it's okay. It's it's actually Almost, I don't want to be a dick, but it kind of verges on trendy. It does, yeah. Um, which I, I don't which know. Which isn't I feel necessarily. About, it, it's, it's not it's nece- still a good. Thing. It's
0: not a bad thing because it's such an important subject. Right. So the more it can be pushed to the acceptable forefront, the better. it Doesn't matter by what means it does. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then more of my favorite and my least favorite lyric is "Everything's going to be all right." Yeah, I hate it. I of hate course. when people sing it. And he turns
0: it sung so much. Yeah, and yeah.
1: he took that lyric and he flipped it into like. Lying about it as like your everyday action and like made it catchy, use the lyric, but subvert, like turned it on its head, basically. So I think, I think this song does everything they set up to do. And to just check off more boxes on pop punk, like status on this song, right? It was produced by Mark Hoppus. Oh, the background vocals are Patrick Stump from oh, Fall Out no Boy. Shit. Like wow. It's like a heavy-hitting pop-punk yeah. song, and it's their biggest song to date. It's always going to be their this, biggest song. This
0: was a big single? Their biggest single, yeah. Gotcha. Their second
1: album, Commit This to Memory. I love this song. It's I'm fantastic. Glad, I'm it's glad that song.
0: I was able to to hear this for the first time.
1: I'm glad you listened. I, I mean, I, I hate to say that this whole... Podcast this episode's a vessel to talk about this song. That's not true. It kind of is. But it kind of yeah, is. No, I love is. this fucking because, song. Because
0: back to that Q word, quintessentially, this really does inhabit all of the genre classifications yeah. of what our generation and maybe even subsequent generations think about pop punk. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a great tune. So
1: I say it's time we pull this bad boy
0: open and see who won this damn thing. I'm nervous. Um, it, I do. You hold want on, to do the otters? I'm sorry. No, you have to. But hold on, before 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 we get into this, yes. where I'm probably gonna have a meltdown. Um, I do want to say that it's cool since you already kind of did a spoiler alert. It's cool that one of us only won by sucking more than the other. <laughs> Did yeah. we both finish negative?
1: Uh, we, we both are in the negative. Okay, I, I'm I know gonna, that much.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm looking at this piece of paper right now, but I'm kind of scared. I want you to do it however you want to do well, it. Well,
1: she tallied up each song, so you can see the ones that you really got a lot of minuses. Like are like on my list. I don't
0: want to do quick math.
1: No, no, no. Green Day cost us both with a negative four on each one of those. Oh, my God. Uh, New Found Glory cost me minus six. Six. <laughs> Um, so those are the big hits I took. You actually came out on the positive on a couple of these. What? No Cigar was a two. Uh, Drugs Are Good was a zero. Most of these are negative. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I got was my Rufio song was somehow a six. Whoa. So I got a good so one So wait, you're
0: telling me that both of our pop punk lists, even though they're, they're right on opposite ends of the spectrum, they're both still so wrong in Bunny's eyes. Okay. Yeah. And the winner is, wait, hold Oh, man. I kind of want to do a compressed snare drum roll here. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: with the final score of minus 24 and a half points. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, Al is in last place. I have minus 11.
0: I'm sorry, bud. You lost the pop punk list. Well, guess what? She gave me a star. (laughs) Guess what? I told you that I knew that I was going to lose I'm wrong I I also said that I wouldn't know what to do if I won
1: I mean, you lost by so much, too Yeah, no, that's really bad That's rough, it's got to hurt Can I keep this? Yes
0: Because I want to dive into this later And I might actually have Are you going to do a recount? I'm going to do a recount Oh my god And we're going to talk about it next episode I'm going to do a recount Who's more of a poser? The
1: one who wins a pop punk contest or loses? Actually Maybe I won that. Yeah, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Uh, did
0: I ever tell you about the time? Oh, speaking of my punk Sherpas, uh-huh. uh, the the two dudes who yeah. gave me punk before pop punk that we were talking about earlier. The only reason we started talking, um, I decided to join uh, a theater class when I was much younger. Right. Where we did a stage play of The Wizard of Oz. Awesome um I was the head winky by nice. the way yeah no a super big thing but these two punks were also a part of it because their mom was the director one of their moms was the director of course so these two punks saw me and at that time I was a quote unquote skater uh, I had like on a world industry shirt hell yeah and you know I I had all my DVSs at the the first rehearsal for the wizard of oz <laughs> yeah and Matt Schultz was one of the punk Sherpas no idea what this dude is doing these days maybe he's not alive haven't talked to him since but he came up to me and he's like what are you a fucking poser and this guy had combat boots ripped jeans full independent spiked hawk. hell yeah Um, he was he was frightening looking because I hadn't encountered someone like that in that close of proximity at that time Like how you get that necklace off it's locked exactly so he (laughs) said what are you a fucking poser and I didn't know what poser meant Oh, I thought it meant that you were successful like you were a successful skater because you're posing for photos and you're getting endorsement oh, deals that's so, poser. so guess I what, not know I what poser means. when he said did you say fuck yeah <laughs> when he said what are you a fucking poser i said yeah Oh. And he laughed. Oh, there you go. Because he thought that I was being, you know, facetious. Totally yeah. facetious and snide at that yeah. moment. So he's like, I like this kid. I'm going to show him the punk ropes. Wow. And it's just because Two I only. I, equals, only like, fi- friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I only figured out about punk music because I was a fucking poser, which right. is in That's the That's how end. we all start out. As yeah, right. I exactly. Mean, definitely. Yeah. You know, everybody gets their first.
1: Punk rock C D at like yes. church camp.
0: Right. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just the it's the progression. And speaking about being posers, I think that leads us perfectly into our priv check for this episode. Oh, yes. Well done. Privilege check.
1: Now to get off the pop punk train and more on to is we're still keeping this priv check uh musical based. Yes, we are. Um, or at
0: least we're trying to. Yeah. yeah. Um it pretty- it involves so much more than that.
1: But mm-hmm. And this is an interesting one. I, I actually wanted to bring it in because when I initially heard about this, I thought to myself, is that really a big deal? And then that's the exact idea of why we do this. Exactly. Like, well, check your privileged kid. Right. Like It is a big deal. It's it something that's going on. It's something that's been going on that people have been bringing up. But it, it feels like maybe in this case it's, it's more obvious and should be brought up more. And that's Billie Eilish's... Um, black scent or her Av or A-A-V-E which stands for
0: African American Vernacular English yes Um, uh, which is important to talk about we can get into that in a little bit but Cam you're bringing this one to the table and I'm hopping in on your conversation with this Um, give me Give me some backstory. Because I, I first
1: heard this. I think last year somebody on Twitter brought this out. Um, and you're uh, a Billie Eilish fan, correct? I do like Billie Eilish. See, I, I'm
0: not necessarily the biggest fan. I can't say that I dislike her music, uh-huh. uh, but I had no idea about this.
1: Yeah, I- I, I'm you... definitely a fan. Um, I like her latest single. I think. I think the the um, as far as the the aesthetic and the the sound produced mainly by her brother Phineas um, is unique and it's incredible that it's dominating the world i mean right. that's that's
0: just one thing i, mean, I really you, enjoy you, you
1: see how big this artist is and you think it must sound like miley cyrus or justin bieber right. and it fucking doesn't it does it's like right. goth pop it's yeah. slightly and do, almost all the treble is rolled off it completely it's like this yeah. dark um ominous version of pop that she kind of
0: whispers at you right uh one thing i really like about Billie eilish whether i like her music or not is the fact that she mentions her brother every other word um right. which a lot of quote-unquote pop stars wouldn't do they don't which, just like which completely is, out there knowing her, her brother being
1: in the spotlight too is kind of what is bringing up this controversy gotcha okay because okay. that that that's kind of where the basis of it because Billie eilish in interviews or when she accepts 19 Grammys. When she goes right. up there, she talks like she's maybe like maybe she's black or she grew up like surrounded with a Com- black family inner I mean, city, yeah, to, yeah, um, right. And she is from Highland Park, which where I live, uh, but it's it's not necessarily a
0: do you know what the African American percentage per capita as far as residents in Los Angeles is? No, 10%. Okay, 10%. So 10%. No, not... It is on the lower scale. Of black representation right. uh, in this country, and I'd, I've got a note on that that I want to talk about later, like okay. why it's accepted from some people and why it's a problem with her. But with her brother being the spotlight, he's
1: Phineas O'Connell. He just goes by his <laughs> birth name, um, right? Which is the I think her birth name is Billy Irish Pirate Baird O'Connell. Wow. Um, I'm not even
0: gonna. I'm not even gonna let. us not dig into that. Right. That's, that's for a whole nother okay. episode.
1: But Phineas just is a Irish dude. Right. You know, I mean, there's no accent to him or anything. And then, you know, her fashion has always been a big part. And, you know, she says she, she wears, like, loose clothing and stuff, uh, you know, just because she doesn't want to go with, like, the body shaming trends of, like, you know. Of course. And and I love that. About she also her.
0: doesn't want to be overtly sexualized. Right. Which I, but a lot
1: could- of artists, POC artists, are also saying...
0: Yeah, it's that,
1: but it's also, like, a traditionally black early hip hop, early art, TLC, early TLC. Oh, yeah. Up into Missy Elliott, like, that kind of style that originates it's from black It's not that culture. kind
0: of style. It is yeah, that, that style. style from, right. Yeah,
1: But I don't think people were necessarily going to be calling her out until the, you know, the the black scent or the Ov It's common and almost always when she talks. Like, even in a new song, she has a line where she kind of talks
0: and she sounds straight up like Beyonce. It's it's kind of strange. See, I can't I didn't dive into her catalog when thinking about or when you brought this up to do a little bit of research on, but I did watch some videos and i can see it it's there i also think that this is a greater problem than just billy eilish of course we're, um, we're all guilty of it Yeah, 100%. like 100% um, <clears throat> even you and i you like, know? even me
1: when i first heard about this being like is that a big deal and thinking and like having to read about why it is is right. checking my privilege cuz yeah i i i'm not sure why i didn't think about this more in well the there's past.
0: A, there's a few different ways a culture can integrate or be integrated, or choose to integrate with one another, but appropriation, cultural appropriation, which has become such a popular term, necessarily so. Uh, that's not two cultures integrating. That is the direct steal of a culture. Yes. Um, so, yeah, give me keep going on this, I, and um, I'm just going to two
1: articles that I really enjoyed on this was one from a uh, Vox ATL by Zariah Taylor who um, is 16 wrote this article. Called "We Need to Talk About Billy Irish, an opinion piece, and just kind of going on uh, an entry level of, if you don't know about this, kind of discussing where she's been, and then a much more scathing article from B- Black Youth Project. Uh, by uh, uh, Sharonda Brown, is, is the headline is despite appropriation, vampiric whiteness will never be able to suck the blood out of black art.
0: That's true, but that doesn't mean that it. There, people are going to stop trying. Of course, which uh, is uh, which is the unfortunate more
1: part. into like uh, comparisons with like a French philosopher, uh, George Bataille, mm-hmm. um, and and old appropriations that you know can be foreshadowed into this kind of behavior, right? And how often it gets used in and, and without people even noticing it of course yeah.
0: again you and i are both guilty of it because it's 100%. been ingrained in us and i think culturally white people at large have been innovators of very few things deemed original timeless or cutting edge you know both artistically or uh, popularly and have i don't know, it's have rather it's it feels like white culture especially when it comes to aesthetics or stylics or uh stylistics or 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 different approaches to genre or things that you admire or adore such as the black community um it's rather been a mosaic of appropriation taking you know blatant influences and sterilizing them just enough to feed it to their masses you know so right. like Musically we're talking almost everything here. Mm-hmm. Jazz, blues, soul, yeah. funk. Um I think what really got her in hot water
1: was in an interview, she basically said in so many words that um a lot of rap lyrics aren't real. What? She basically said like she she tells stories she was saying, you know, like rap lyrics that are like, I got my AK forty sevens, I got bitches. It's like, what are you talking about? No, you don't. She's saying that's basically posture. Okay. So then that that's That's what us- that's what made a lot of people in the black community like be like, all right
0: no more. Oh, right. Like, because, and then from I mean, this that's article, that's the pot calling the kettle black yeah. as far as, like, because her approach to linguistics, sociolinguistics, by taking on this, did, is, it, is the term black scent? Is that what you use? Black scent. Yeah, well, I, I had like never heard The first heard tweet that. I
1: saw was like, are we going to talk about Billie Eilish's black scent? That's really interesting. Uh, but but this article from Black Youth Projects is, to reduce this rich and culturally significant tradition to lies, Like lyrically, in any capacity, while painting her own work as a somehow more elevated and sophisticated form of art, is transparently anti black. Of course. To me, what this means is that Eilish's place as a member of a generation acclimatized and desensitized to the appropriation of black culture is ultimately irrelevant.
0: Which. Yeah, like I, I mean, mean that's true. That's that's the most true thing I've heard on that type of cultural appropriation. And cultural appropriation is wrong for uh you know a few different reasons and we can probably list a few of those. A an outside culture's use typically is completely outside the context of the originating culture, therefore diminishing or misrepresenting it, which I believe is what um the the quote you just cited was kind of getting at or yeah. b it's just exploit it's exploitative only to be uh, basically only to sell an image of oneself no matter the depth of it or the connection one feels to its roots, it remains a fabrication, such as Billie Eilish speaking in a black scent when she grew up in a predominantly, let's say, white or Hispanic neighborhood that mm-hmm. didn't adopt that middle to working class sociolinguistics of uh, African-American vernacular English. And she's young. I don't know
1: how she grew up around. Right. No, we people, don't know that. Still, I mean, like, again, in this this from uh, the same article, she, she goes on to say, Billie Eilish in the current conversation surrounding her is a reminder that cultural appropriation is about more than others simply stealing from us and failing to give us credit where it's due. Removing blackness from black culture has always been at the core of appropriating the, of appropriating yes. the art we create. It is first rejected by the mainstream and then accepted only when it has been made safe by attaching it to something or someone less threatening to the status Exactly.
0: Quote. That's why I was talking about earlier white people take something and sterilize it to yeah, repurpose it, like, it yeah, like to their it masses. To, and So
1: it's not scary.
0: To it them. reduces the history and ideology of an entire culture down to a coping mechanism for one to grapple with the reality that the hardships they faced were not, or were those that, you know, kind of allude to this character that they've taken on for themselves. Like a lot of it is white guilt that they didn't have so hard of an upbringing culturally speaking because it's a marginalized community that they feel like they have to overcompensate by taking on this facade Mm. to be therefore you know in trying to infiltrate and again reduce the history and ideology of an entire culture just because you have fucking issues with your own and the lack thereof right you know what i mean
1: another this paper mag article uh, from rob dozer Uh, he ends it really well because I I don't know exactly what to say about the subject as far as like solutions but I think he just has a really well put way of saying a message for her he says as for Eilish or any young internet savvy creator who has grown up on the internet where people of color set the trends it's clear that black artists have served as huge influences to her creatively Hopefully, she can find the language to speak to all the ways she's been influenced by that.
0: Right. Yes, and it—it's it seemed... a really hopeful end of that message, Absolutely. like because she doesn't.
1: She doesn't seem like someone who's at all. I wouldn't say racist or like trying to piss anyone off. I mean, she she seems like a very open-minded. You know what uh, it seems like artist. is she's naive. Right. Exactly. It seems like naivety as opposed to like ig- even ignorance necessarily or any outright racism, but. Yeah, it's just ignorance. Not still... wearing wearing clothes and talking like someone isn't paying respect, right? And like, if you ha- are influenced by all this black culture, there's other ways you can pay respect. Oh I my God, that's a, yes, that's yeah. a really good, uh, such as
0: championing wh- wherever your inspiration has come from, as opposed to uh, trying to downplay a lot of these genres' characteristics, as she did in that interview that you cited earlier, where she said. You know, hip hop is all made up.
1: Yeah, Um, like lies. Like you, you don't got an AK. I don't know. Like she, she called it posturing, which. I think it's just made it's, people It's angry. just,
0: that's so uh, mind-boggling to me because her taking on a black scent is posturing. Right. I, like, I just, like, it It seems like the dissonance between those two things is And you're really right, it probably
1: just comes down to ni- to being naive. And, right. you know, I, I, I actually feel for this artist to be, like, so shot into mainstream success. Right. So quick at this time. Like, I can't imagine what it's like for an artist like that,
0: but... You still have to do you your research. Have, yeah. And you still, if you're the going... The amount of
1: wrongs- responsibility you
0: have is now tripled of course you know, when yeah. you are that in the public eye like maybe if Billie eilish even before she decided to let's say take on this persona let's call it what it is although we don't know her upbringing we can assimilate as much to know that she you know had somewhat of an idyllic upbringing in the sense yeah, that i mean that's another thing of a lot of people in the suburbs a lot of LA. people
1: are really suspect about her in general and have been right. like when she first came out people are like okay like what like, in what the lab catch? was this record label type <laughs> right. of thing made? Like, it's almost too good to be true. And I, I had my reservations till like I actually listened to her music. And I'm like, I think this is dope. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's just like the stardom sh- shoot seems like it was like, you know, record label made.
0: I don't want either one of us to like talk too much shit on her or to be apologists. No, yeah. Because that's not what we're trying to do with this Priv Check or what we do, what we're trying to do with the Privilege Check in general. Yeah. But I, I just th- wanted to have a dialogue about it because you know, it's, it's definitely something that it's cultural appropriation. Yes. And like, I don't know, let's in this case view this discussion, this discussion linguistically as we've been kind of talking or dive into the sociolect of African American vernacular English, um, which is more controversially known as Ebonics, which is, that's not a term we use anymore. No. Uh, that term was always suspect, but the very term itself gets politicized and trivialized. So, If you are out there and you don't know that you shouldn't be using that word, don't use it anymore. Um, But that's what this, what, uh, of, as you've been calling it, African American Vernacular English um, was kind of labeled in the, I believe it was 70s or 80s, um, and then kind of ostracized in the early 90s. Um, But it's a unique sociolinguistic grammar, vocabulary, and accent um, possibly originating from the global african creole languages uh, that transmuted into an english based creole or a semi creole language before undergoing a process of decreolization so like oh, wow. so it, there's a little bit of history on that yeah. as far as where uh, slang where the where the where, you know where the, the 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 vernacular for lack of a better word you know gotcha. since it's right there in the name comes from And I feel like even just knowing that uh, would put someone like Eilish better in a position to respect the origins of where her inspiration is coming from. Because at that point, it's not a gimmick or a play or something that she grew up with in popular culture. Therefore, she feels like it's hers to take. It's hers for the taking because it was made uh, for public consumption. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of another thing that I was reading more in these articles is, an artist like her in 2019, 2020, they're permanent. They're the first generation that's permanently grown up on the internet. Right. So, is this a
0: Gen Z thing? Like, that's also a question. So of much,
1: mine. There's so much more. Like, the internet raises you. Yeah. You know, so, oh, like, yeah. if you, you surround yourself with only a certain culture's culture, right. Uh, then you kind of maybe think that that's who you are and that's dangerous. Well,
0: <laughs> it can be dangerous. And this is where I want to talk, when you brought this up a couple of days ago for us to talk about, my first question right off, as far as appropriation goes, was how did Eminem get away with this? Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about that because obviously we all know Marshall Mathers is wide as a fucking wedding cake. right? And that he has been largely and widely accepted without too many people questioning his use of black culture and especially speech patterns and vernacular and so many different things, you know, he, he has been a mainstay in the rap genre as a white person forever. You know, he's been championed in the, in the genre itself. So I was confused as to like how it's okay to question Billie Eilish and not question Eminem, Mm -hmm. like, because put on paper, it could be seen as the same thing. Um, and I was wondering like Is it like
1: Detroit? Is it is the So that's what I want to like get there? to
0: Like So when the question First popped up in my mind It's like Okay Well he was a Dre protege uh-huh. Or a Dre, If you will Because right. it's there For the taking Oh that's nice Thanks you, dude you, you Yeah Coined that, here Coined here Oh yeah Little dude A Dre. That's yeah. awesome um, Okay I digress So like Dre picked him up You know yeah. One of the most Respectable And trustworthy names In hip hop yeah, He you puts you better. out So like Maybe Maybe you don't question it because of that. Um, yeah, that, hold, that, that, or that holds a lot of water. It does you know? hold a lot of water. I just want to wanna talk about something that's a little bit more overlooked. We all say cultural appropriation, right? Like, mm-hmm. And that is one stealing one's culture for the use of their own. But there is something that's cultural assimilation. Right. And I feel like that's more of where... Eminem gets this badge, or not badge, I don't want to call it a pass. Um, but cultural assimilation is a process, for those of you who don't know, in which a minority group. Uh, comes to resemble a society's majority group and assume their values, behaviors, and beliefs. Someone like Marshall Mathers from Detroit, which is one of the largest African American populations in the country at 79%. Right, quite a big 79%. Difference from 10. And that was in 2018. So, um, which was, I think, roughly rounded up, it was around uh, 522,000 people. So half a million.
1: And like we've learned since the last podcast, you don't want to piss off those voters.
0: (laughs) No, no, yeah, you definitely don't. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they're the base of the Democratic Party anyways. Someone like Eminem growing up in 80% African-American population of Detroit would be more likely to assimilate as opposed to feel like that he needs to so desperately be a part of this culture that he steals a part of it. It's not like he's stealing from the culture. It's literally all... He knows it's all he knows, so his assimilation what i'm what I'm getting to is this question led me to like assimilation is accepted, appropriation is not right, and there is a there's a fine line, but there couldn't be any bigger of a fucking difference between the it two. Makes, yeah, it makes sense to me. Adapting to Eminem adapting to his sociological climate is different than Billie Eilish growing up in LA, which is again per capita drastically underrepresented in the Department of African American Population. At, as we said, at 10%, only three, as of 2018, there were only 345,000 uh, people in the African American population in Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. 10%. Ten percent. So, it it just seems appro- it, it seems like she's appropriating the outside culture that she hadn't been ex- exp- exposed to enough to justify her identification as something more substantial than stylistics or aesthetics. Or, yeah. Where and I think like doing research into these things again, it might have been a layman question for me to immediately think about Eminem when this came up. But it no, it's very interesting. It was a poster child there. thing that I thought of. Because this happens all the time; it happens every day. Um, The the black community, especially artistically, has been on the forefront of culture. Other
1: privileges, right? Yeah, country country music—the
0: widest fucking thing you could possibly imagine was stolen from the black artist community. So this is this is a problem that you know this this disease has been happening since the beginning of time. It's important. It's more important now than ever um to understand the difference between something like assimilation and appropriation right because that educates you on the conversation like even I, I don't know if billie eilish knows this or not but it seems to me like if she did have the information or was well aware of what we were talking about today or even just the mere difference between assimilation versus appropriation maybe she would rethink how she was approaching Mm -hmm. the whole thing, or how she was presenting herself. So knowledge is power in that regard, and you can reapproach yourself and think, hey, am I doing something that's wrong right now? Why am I doing it? Oh, it's because of the adoration that I have for these people in this community and their artistic trailblazing since the dawn of humanity. Cool. Maybe it's time for me to think about how I'm championing that as opposed to simply guarding it or commandeering it for mm. the use of my own. Own interpretation of self—that's the problem. Or in short form, so I look cool. Exactly, interpretation of self, being secure and confident in oneself, such as using style, using you know, ripping off crazy, sexy, cool from the moment you walk out the door and approaching a microphone like your Beyonce accepting an award.
1: Why? It's it's interesting how this privilege check, in a lot of ways, is is a. Uh... The same as your country music one, right. just in different times of appropriation all day, every day, throughout, every the, day. throughout I, the timeline.
0: I, it's the thing is, is like I, I believe that the white community is so cultureless. Again, going back to the thing, like we're more of a mosaic of so many different tiles from so many different cultures because Mm -hmm. our culture predominantly has been obsessed with colonialism Uh and domineering. Right. And there's not a lot of good soundtracks to that.
1: You know? No, no, no.
0: There's not it's like what we were
1: listening to when we beat the British, right?
0: Or what we were listening to when we robbed the all indigenous peoples of not only their land and their. What well-being. did Truman have on when he dropped the bomb? Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, right. We don't think about that, um, and I, of course, like you know, there, there there are some. I'm not trying to say that white people lack all culture. I'm saying that. Um, Unfortunately for other cultures, we have built our culture upon theirs and not given them the due credit for it. Mm-hmm. Because it's also an inherently white thing, again, to dominate and be like, Oh yeah, I made this up. Yeah. No, this or, is all me. This is all me and my people. Which a country music was a thing before we talked about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so that's all that's all we're trying to do here. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and thanks for getting through all this. Oh, wow, God, the pop today punk, we. The priv. I really came in today thinking like, nine yeah, you're hours like I don't ago, have anything to say. <laughs> I'm pissed. Fuck you. I don't
1: care. I mean, I'm sad. We got to go, but we we have we have two more left this season. Yeah,
0: thanks for sticking around, Patreon wow, I members. Can, I cannot believe you guys are still with us. But you
1: get, we get to look forward to the next episode, which is your year in End review list, and it's all
0: going what to do you, be. Now
1: I'm leaving that open ended. The year in review, you okay. can You can come in with your top ten songs of the year, your top ten albums oh, of the year. Oh, nice! You can come in with your top ten. I don't know, like times Moments? you cried this okay. year. Okay, okay, cool. I just want. Just your year, year in review. Okay. 20, the
0: worst year of everyone's life. So it's literally just 2020 top 10 blank. So we can still bring in tunes, but.
1: Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Just your year in review. Then we'll do mine. Mine will probably have, you know, an unnecessary
0: amount of structure to it. Oh, yeah. Of course it will. <laughs> you mean it's going to have a lot of rules that you're going to break immediately because you like doing yeah, that? Well, you yeah. really set yourself up for punctum and anarchism, dude. You're like, you know what? I'm going to be a non anarchist and like follow these rules but then the moment you get here you're like fuck this. shit. Oh Jesus, you're just mad about the count. Yeah, I am and I'm going to recount. Oh. I'm going to stop this steal. I'm going yeah. It's rigged, damn it. <laughs> um and I will bring in my new results next episode guaranteed.
1: Okay. We'll see. We'll so. see what happens. Thanks for staying with us everybody. We're going to go braid and we're gone. <laughs>